0: Hello and welcome, heroes, to the Crit Academy. (laughs) I am your host, Justin.
1: I'm your guest, Catherine.
2: I'm your guest,
3: Zach. And I'm your co-host, Austin. And I'm your other co-host, Ian.
0: This podcast was created to provide you, our heroes, with new and reusable material for both players and DMs.
1: We hope to inspire you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next adventure.
0: Our
4: show may not be suitable for young children, but neither is our D&D
3: games. We have a whole party today. Did we not just hey. get
0: our balls kicked in by a patron member because we always get that wrong?
3: Our show may not. It be says for young children, but neither Do are, I, our D&D... Oh. are our D and D. Are
0: our D games, or is our D and D game?
3: Do you think I'm looking? Not to care.
0: No, nah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just. I'm just say. <laughs> say. <laughs> I am really excited for today's episode, you guys. We have some awesome guests: Zach, Catherine from Bite Size Gaming. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Sweet.
2: Thank you for having us.
0: Oh, we are we are so happy. If you guys don't know, their podcast is awesome. I actually just started listening to it after they welcomed me on as a guest. Make sure you check it out. You can head on over to CritAcademy.com uh, slash post slash episode 186, I think. Is this a number? 186, yes. 186 yes. yes. Or just go to mm-hmm. there and it's right there in the blog
3: if it's recent. So. Yeah, just somewhere on there.
0: If you don't know, I love your guys's podcast, and I'm gonna—I I'm, can't wait for you guys to tell everyone about it because I really there's there's too few that are entertaining and informative. So, oh,
2: thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> and I listen Appreciate to a
0: lot of podcasts, so I
3: don't say that lightly. <laughs> <laughs> so, are, are we on oh, the? I think we're just informative. I don't think we're that funny, are we? Funny looking, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's what it is. (laughs) Definitely. They find the video of us, and they're like, oh, that's why I watch these guys. Well, well,
0: that, or they watch three seconds, like, turn off, Uh. (laughs) fail charisma score. Um, But anyways, we got a really exciting episode today. Um, You guys have actually uh, have a live Kickstarter called Captain uh, Harchild's Guide to Rare Dragons. That's right. Um, And I'm really excited to really dig into that. You actually have uh, a sample of it, of one of the monsters that we are going to be covering today. You can actually head on over to the Kickstarter right now and um, Pretty cool. pick up the uh, pick up the sample and pledge a few dollars and, and help them bring their project to life. Um, Absolutely. Sick. Now, that being said, we also have uh, some really great news I have to share with you guys before we move on.
3: Why wasn't I informed of this great news? You have been. Oh, I have not I have been. Okay. Everyone has. Okay, so, okay, okay.
0: I've had a 3D printer. For a couple months now.
3: Oh, no. I've definitely been informed.
0: And mm-hmm. I finally printed something. Yay.
3: About bloody time. <laughs> I got a baby Yoda.
0: And I'm so excited. Oh, God. That's wait, my How, big how many, how
3: many awesome. months
4: has it been?
0: It's been two months. That's, <laughs> how been,
4: bu- that's how busy I am. I've been on you about that for a while now.
0: I know. And it's not like I didn't want to go print stuff, but I was busy. I, I have a lot of crap. Yeah, yeah. Go Oh, my God. Don't so break cute. him. Yeah, yeah he's okay. adorable.
4: And speaking of which, I expect <laughs> this <laughs> back next week. What's this? A cleaning tool? <laughs> no. D- digital calipers. Oh. So okay.
0: you can calculate lower in E steps. Oh, dude, you were the man. Oh, this is really I'm going to bug place. you after the show with this. What? <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, so I was super <laughs> gonna, excited. That's big news here. for me because, like, you should have seen me. Like, every few minutes, I was running in and out and checking on it, even though I know it's, like, <laughs> takes five and a half hours.
3: Yeah, it takes... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My wife just looked at me. Did you just go in there to check it again? I'm like, yes. <laughs> it
4: takes, like, four years. Okay. Yeah. I still left to this day when, every time I see a post, like, guys, this person going to take a day. Is that long? I was like... <clears throat> No. Well, only a day,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> Once you get bigger stuff, it goes pretty quick. So, anyways, um, we want to thank you guys for joining us today here at Crit Academy Studios, where everything's made up and your roles don't matter.
1: Yep, that's right. Your roles are like a dragon without a lair.
3: Yeah, I mean, wait, what is? Isn't <laughs> is like the is it the gold dragons or something? They kind of like imposes humans. That's silver dragons. I think silver. silver dragons. Right?
0: What about them? They don't have layers, do they? What? Well, Why? Well, then they're not a very good dragon. Like that's their. Isn't no, yeah, that a that? that's kind of you the guys. You know, isn't that the whole dragon shtick? Is there like orders? I mean, I mean one of them? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> most <amazing. laughs> uh, So I think that that's an important feature of a dragon, personally. Now I'm not saying the layer has to be a big thing full of gold. It could be, you know, maybe they're a, a businessman. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe their lair is a building in a bank or something. <laughs> Who knows? No, that's kind of cool. So, Shadowrun. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing in Shadowrun?
4: <laughs> yeah, Dragon Runs when the, the Mega corps in there.
0: Of course he does. That's so awesome, <laughs> actually. <laughs> or I
4: still <laughs> laugh at the Milo Witch Academia where the Dragon's lair is just a wall of TV screens with stock prices. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See?
3: Dragons are late. Can I, all,
0: all kinds yeah, of lairs still
3: be cool. Can they have <laughs> like a pile of gold? I'm modernized. Can it be like a bird where like they have like instead of like uh like a regular nest where it's just like twigs it's just entire trees
0: (laughs) it's a giant nest made out of like giant evergreen trees that's hilarious (laughs) anyway sorry we're already as you can tell our attention span is that of a gnat you know yeah (laughs) so sorry to our editor who has to crop all that crap out uh anyways um sorry Seth uh if you end up enjoying the show and you'd you'd like to support us head on over to critacademy.com check out our patreon page we have all kinds of best-selling dms guild content uh subscribe to our newsletter thank personal thank you to everyone who did back our kickstarter for memorable monsters it is funded and we are already busting our ass it's a holiday week and i'm working
2: congratulations
0: Uh thank you i actually if i'm not mistaken you've actually uh hit your goal already as well correct
2: we have, yeah, yep, yep. Nice. We're rocking uh, nice. and rolling. Do
0: you have any stretch
2: goals? Pretty amazing. No, this one is uh, stretch goalless.
1: Okay, okay. Uh,
0: Makes so. it uh, quick and to the point, and some people like that. No, yeah.
2: That's sure. the goal, <laughs> yep. Get a little bit of variety in there. Well,
0: mm-hmm. Wonderful. So, uh, our, our first big um, topic is our, not topic, our first big segment is our Let's Talk About Blank segment, where we talk about whatever tickles our dice. Um, and really, more—it's more about what tickles my dice because I'm the one putting all the show notes together. Um, and <laughs> anybody that knows—do you guys play? Does anybody here play Magic: The Gathering? Ever played?
3: I did, yeah, at one point.
1: Oh, you
0: on. guys?
3: No, 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 no. Me
1: too. At one point, I played like one game.
0: One <laughs> hey, you know what? That's more than some people. I used to play
3: Commander yeah. with a friend, so that was <laughs> fun.
0: I personally am a huge fan of Magic: The Gathering. Now, I don't have the time or money anymore to play my when it was my mom's money i had plenty i just you know spending (laughs) it all to buy booster packs and stuff but as an adult spending paper that's money on fake cardboard
3: that's not money is but sometimes it's shiny and that's the reason why you get it yes that does make me (laughs) that does
0: make me uh tremble on the inside a little bit but why am i talking about this anybody that has been paying attention to any of the dungeons and dragons content that's coming out they've been doing a really big cross promotion for magic the gathering we have um game master guide game master's guide to ravnica yep they just came out with mythic odyssey of theros that we
3: covered a few a few weeks ago
0: yeah yeah, um, yeah so it was only a matter of time before what do you think happened
3: Before the forgotten realms got us up
0: to get a, a, a Magic the Gathering set. Yeah. Yes, so they did. They just uh there's been an announcement that the net, one of the sets coming out for Magic the Gathering in 2021 is going to be Forgotten Realms. Now.
5: Yeah.
0: Why does that excite me? Because that means some amazingly beautiful art of some of the most popular NPCs in all of the of the Forgotten Realms. Planeswalker Dritz. are you kidding me? Hell yeah. I will be fishing for a long time for that, Um, and even if I don't ever play them, I'm going to frame them up right over here somewhere. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Or you
3: just go to eBay.
0: eBay? They overcharge. Why would you go to eBay? Not always. That's how you get stuck paying $1,000 for something worth two cents.
3: Not always. Yeah, but... You can buy some steals on eBay, trust me. (laughs) If you search long (laughs) enough, you will find some poor guy who is putting it for like 50% of the actual price, and you'll get it. That's usually just the mother of somebody who's just selling their stuff. Don't count. That doesn't matter.
0: Anyways. So, uh, Can you tell who the rogue of the
3: group is? Yeah, right? Uh, so, um,
0: Magic the Gathering is a really fun fantasy card game, and I love the cross promotion. Have you guys experienced any of the um, uh, D&D settings for the uh, Magic the Gathering settings? The,
3: the, the like uh, Eberron, Ravnica, and well, not Eberron. Oh, no, not Eberon, sorry. The, the Ravnica and, uh... and, and um, yeah. Theros.
2: They've got some, uh, they've got, they put out some free PDFs yeah. on the DMs Guild too, right? Like uh, Zedekar and things, and I think I've got a few oh. of them right, right, right up here. um They're really interesting, really well done. Yes. um Quality work.
3: I guess it helps that it's been around for like, how long now? Just like almost 50 years. For what? Magic the Gathering.
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't think it's that old. They had cardboard 50 years ago. Probably. Mm, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> they have <cardboard. laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, Zach is 100% right. There has been the release of the the Zendigar, um, the um, Planescape, Planescape? Uh, the the Egyptian theme one. I don't remember because I don't play magic as much as I used to. Um, In Estrad. And they you can actually, if you head on over to CritAcademy.com and check out the blog for this episode, there is a link directly to that. Actually, I can just open it. I'm an idiot. I got the show notes right here. Nice. <laughs> uh, it's almost like i have those for a reason um and these were released a while ago i think this is when they first started delving into this kind of cross idea and expanding upon it um a little (laughs) bit um the one thing that really interests me is i want to see where the game goes not just from like a flavor perspective because you're going to expect your favorite spells to be in there bigsby's hands fireball you know mage hand all that sort of stuff in there Mm -hmm. But the one thing that really excites me is they're adding into the card game a party mechanic. So basically, Ooh. the more of uh, an adventuring party you
3: have, it buffs them all. And I think that's fantastic.
0: That's cool. Yeah.
3: Right. Kind of makes sense in, like, an actual setting, too, right? Because, like, the more, like, people you have in a party, it really is just kind of harder to take them down. Yeah. Not that I'm saying that your DM should actively be trying to kill you all, but I'm saying that it is actively <laughs> harder to kill you all right. <laughs> so I had two players die in my semis game oh, okay. oh my
0: that's no good so yeah. I, the, the the other thing I want to talk about real quick before we go on to our, our main topic is the um the meta themed cards um are they going to include things that are from uh uh are, like you're gonna get like a role initiative card, and if so, what That'd does be it do? Cool. Is yeah. it grant, does it like grant yeah. haste to somebody or? Or something along those lines. I don't know. I'm really excited for this. It could be cool. Um, more so for the artwork because I love Magic the Gathering artwork. Could you
3: even see like artifact weapons too? Probably. Yeah, that'd be like cool. I mean, the we're already hearing about like Zarya's sword now, so I mean, that could be some cool stuff in there.
0: That sounds good. And it,
3: like mm-hmm. does some cool stuff. I don't know. It'd be great.
2: Get some of that. Uh, get some of that uh, uh, magic budget for D and D art <laughs> right. instead of going the other way around. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
3: <That'd> be amazing. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah, we would get, like, cool artwork of, like, all the big baddies and stuff. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Right? Uh,
0: anyway, so uh, I'm really excited for this. Please check this out. Um, if you've never played Magic the Gathering and love D&D, I think this would be a great opportunity to try to jump in and, and give it a shot. Um, I think it's a good... Sometimes you just can't get everyone together to play D&D. But mm-hmm. if you each have your own Magic the Gathering D&D set, well... Don, Jim, and uh, Sarah didn't show up. So it looks like the three of us are going to play some magic D&D. <laughs> <laughs> at least that's what I'm planning on or I'm hoping on, I guess. We'll see. Nice. I
3: could do a one shot. But that's Yeah, more but work.
0: that requires extra work. And I yeah. don't like that.
3: You could also just play a card game and you can look at the pretty shiny cards and be like, Ooh, that's what I would want
0: to do. Or just play some board game. <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> that too.
0: Does anybody else have any uh, additional comments on this? I feel like I'm probably more
3: excited than everybody. Else. <laughs> no, I, I put in my yeah, my cool. two cents, yeah. Uh
2: it's probably going to get us a whole bunch of more players again too, right? Like mm-hmm. that's a big part of this is the crossover. So,
0: I, absolutely. I think you hit on the nail on the head, and I think that's what they were trying to do by introducing magic settings to D&D as well trying to pull
3: the magic group over kind of almost like meshing the two groups together it's like hey guys you you like this stuff but also this stuff exists and it's kind of the same stuff really it's just different settings right right love it
0: (laughs) all right that'll do it for our let's talk about blank segment but before we move on to our main topic every episode we give away fat loots because you know I'm a little dragon hoarder
3: myself, apparently. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. It kind of makes sense now that you you say that. All the (laughs) the dots are coming together. But anyway, we have a wonderful gift to give away by Loresmith, the modular dungeon tiles. Uh, Specifically, though, the Arcania set. Uh, The modular dungeon tiles are an easy way to create your own beautiful digital maps. Now, the Arcania set, in specific, lets you make dark, shadowy dungeon maps rich with the fumes of arcane secrets. Now... On one hand, you might find that dragon, and you might want to run from that dragon, because dragons are scary. On the other hand, you might find the horde without the dragon, and that'd be surprising, but also, hooray, free loot. That's a trap. <laughs> uh, that's probably a trap, you're right. That's certainly a trap. But, certainly. free loot. I do like free, free loot. Free, in air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> free
1: for like 10 minutes before you die. Maybe. Yes.
3: <laughs> that, that's kind of what I was going towards. Man, did you hear... Brett found
0: a nice big dragon sword with no dragon. Wow, he oh, got yeah. found
3: a flame bird. This is going to be great.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. What, what happened? You see that big pillar of smoke? That's
4: Brett. <laughs> get, get, why it so dark in here? Suddenly, That's a shadow.
0: Oh. Crap. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's not good. That's not good at so, all. So, who is our winner today, Zach?
2: Let's see. We've got a guy named uh, Scott Otto123.
0: Congratulations, Scott Auto123. If you enjoy the product, please check out Lorsmith's stuff. Um, leave him a review. Tell him what you like. Um, if you didn't win, have no fear. Crit Academy's here. Head on over to CritAcademy.com slash Lorsmith and get a free set of digital terrain, some one-shots, and some other fat loots. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Lorsmith. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's Luresmith all is, him. I didn't is, do shit. Yeah, I going to say, am yeah. just here. We're kind of
3: just facilitating it, but thank you, Lorsmith. I'm just like,
0: hey, um... Do you want to help us? (laughs) Now (laughs) on to our main topic, Captain Hartchild's Guide to Rare Dragons, and it's Hartchild's not Heartchild's, justin there we go thanks
2: it is heart child it's oh. with a T. you had it right the first time yeah. well
0: then i totally spelt it wrong somewhere else probably <laughs> did you There we go yeah. is heart oh, Childs. is it good in there that's somewhere. fine Ah, oh, well it looks like i got it right there so uh i am really excited once again thank you guys so much for coming on uh zach and katherine um yeah. you guys run the bite-sized gaming uh <laughs> podcast can you tell us a little bit about each of yourselves and a little bit about your show please
1: Sure. Um, yeah, I'll go first. My name is Catherine. Um so bite-sized gaming stuff first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I um myself and Zach and uh Troy and John all sort of get together and um, well virtually <laughs> and we chat about um a lot of the same types of stuff that you guys do actually um we talk about what's going on in the uh ttrpg community uh any fun things that we have found uh creators or uh anything like that and um and then we we chat about dm life basically uh because all of us are also uh dms that go around to different conventions um and we dm there and uh, that's that's a whole different experience uh, right. it's, it's right. super fun, <laughs> I
3: that sounds so intimidating for me, so I don't know how that, kudos to you guys <laughs> okay. DM life in that shell,
4: guys, it's just a squirrel, move on, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you you run for all types um and that's that's the fun of it um absolutely and yeah, so and then we are we are also just now with um. With Captain Hartchild's Guide to Ocean Depths, and then today's topic, the Guide to Rare Dragons, um, we are branching into publishing. Cool. So that's pretty awesome. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we've got, we got we do most of our stuff on Facebook. Uh, that's, that's where you can find most of our stuff, but we got a little bit of an Instagram too. Nice. Yeah.
0: Very cool.
2: Yeah, and my name is Zach. Um, I uh, I work with Catherine and, and John and Troy and a whole host of other people. Uh, yeah, we've been doing uh, Kickstarters for a while now. Um, we do our own and then we help folks. If any one of you maybe backed uh, Knights of the Shadow Realm, which got a, a lot of excitement uh, last year on Kickstarter, um, we helped with that one and the follow up. Uh, Uh, player's guide to that um work with another fellow to do the mother load uh adventure that just came out and we got a whole bunch of kickstarters in the works for next year that's kind of where we are finding our niches in the uh running games at cons and helping people uh successfully fund their rpg kickstarters so we do a ton of that
0: so cool that is awesome yeah Um, I'm glad to hear that. And actually, I just recently became, uh, you know, we just did our first Kickstarter, but I am just now realizing what a great community that is. Um, mm-hmm. I have never backed any project and then I became a, uh, Kickstarter, uh, creator and I've already backed, you know, three or four projects since I started a month ago. So, um, yeah. and that's and all, it been- only
2: goes up from there. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell my pocketbook that <laughs> I don't yeah. have a dragon's hoard. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. the, the. I was just so overwhelmed with the kindness of the people and the people that reached out and supported us. Um, Laura Smith has been an amazing supporter. I've been saying it on the show for a while. He has Mm -hmm. been on top of, of helping us as we needed it. And he has really um, showed me how, what a great community is the Kickstarter is. And that's just one more place for the little bit of money that my wife allows me to have goes. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) (laughs) So as part of our show, um, we all play uh role play games. Um that's kind of our shtick. So one of the yeah. things we like to do when we have guests on is we like to ask them to share their most memorable D and D moment or RPG moment if it's in another game.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. One the, I know that's tough. One most memorable moment. <laughs> it can uh, be challenging. I've got one, Zach. You Oh go for it. Yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Go for all it. Right, cool. Um so this one happened fairly recently. Um It was at one of the conventions from last year. Uh, I believe it was Winter Fantasy, Um, but had a uh, group of strangers basically, Um, and we were we were getting to the point where the table was kind of meshing. It was going really well. People were having a good time, Um, and uh, one of the uh, things that was happening, I'm, I'm. trying not to spoil the mod here, but um, (laughs) one of the things that was happening was um, uh, people... There were three different points that uh, the characters needed to choose between uh, to help the people there. And uh, the idea was that um, they wouldn't be able to get to all of them. They had to choose a couple. Uh, But instead they sent... (laughs) um, They were were a smaller party, so... um, I had a, a druid NPC kind of along with them um, because I am a soft DM and I don't like killing players. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, but they ended up sending her to the third location all by herself. And I was like, oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this is, hmm, she's kind of dead. So,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: no real way out of that one, so, huh?
1: Right. Except, um, again, without spoiling the mod, um, basically it would have taken a while for it to be final, and hmm. the um, the players actually, you know, they got back to their their meeting point, and they were like, "Oh no, where's Breya?" And <laughs> one of them actually, uh, basically, he was a druid too, so he turned into a horse, and he he like ran all the way to the third location and, like, gained a point of exhaustion and, like, picked her up and ran all the way back, and it was possible that he would have died from that, and, um, and he, like, this whole party gathered around, basically, to save this little NPC that I threw in just as a last-minute, like, (laughs) thing to keep them safe. (laughs) So, it was really, really cool to see the bonding that happened unexpectedly from that, and, like, the lengths that they went to be, even as they're pc characters that you know it's an al thing mm-hmm. like if they're dead they're dead like at least at the at the lower <laughs> well yeah anyway you know, you know what i mean I, yeah I, <laughs> yep, we gotcha yeah so it was really it was really cool to see people getting that involved in the story mm-hmm. and the characters like that
0: that's awesome that is really cool pretty cool um, yeah I have to ask for the exhausted. Did you add that or was that already just part of the 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 rules? Cuz I feel like that that usually is a mechanic that gets left out of a lot of most games.
1: Um I added that because uh they weren't supposed to make it to all three places in the same night. So Right.
3: Then oh, you that did, makes sense. you handled
0: that expertly. Um fantastic. <laughs> what about yeah. you, Zach?
2: Oh my gosh. Uh there are so many um uh, the great thing about running at cons is that you you run, you know, uh 40 hours of D&D every weekend. Yeah. And so there's a million, <laughs> there's a million stories that come out, but there's, there's one that stands out. Uh, last game of the con, everything built to this, is the pinnacle of a trilogy. Uh, the players are supposed to infiltrate a uh, bad guy super secret lair hideout and um, pose as, uh, uh, like, uh, new recruits. And um, like um, I played order. up the... Yeah, I played up the... Um, uh, charisma of the big bad quite a bit. And he was he was a charming fellow. And he had uh, good things to say and great ideas. And um, about half an hour into the mod, a player, uh, we were taking a break and the player handed me a note. And he said, I actually like this guy a lot. Um, I think I want to truly convert and, uh, and fall and just kind of like, uh, you know, following his in his, uh, in his uh, footsteps. And so, for the next three hours, that table spent making like very calculated uh, um, plans, like laying traps, um, gaining intel, all of this. And all the while, they had a a uh, mole in the ranks, oh, and um, oh, no. they had a big trap for the big guy at the end. Like they had, they they brought him down. They were like kind of funnel him into this narrow area, and all this, and. Uh, yeah, it did not go as planned. At the end, uh, their player turned on them, and uh, AL is known for not allowing PvP, but we made an exception for this one. Mm-hmm. And so there was a hour long fight with the big bad and uh, <laughs> and the PC. And oh man, my my the other players were gunning for him. They were so furious that he had you know nixed all their traps, <laughs> gave them false information. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Jeez. Uh, oh man like
3: i i can't imagine that ended well for many people
2: <sighs> no it was it was <laughs> yeah. that was a couple years ago and, and every time we go to a con with those folks and we see them again they're like yeah that guy's a dick
3: <laughs> <laughs> i love it
1: oh man that's <laughs> all right c- do we have time for like a two second other one I have what I, I, I want to brag about this player.
0: Well, you know, if anybody that watches our shows know just how great we are at keeping time. Go ahead. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Fair. Matter,
1: it's fine. Um, long story short, there was an, a big bad who was on the back of a flying creature, but they didn't have any fly spells prepared. And we had a bard, and the bard dimension doored up onto the dragon and just kicked the big bat off. And... <laughs> I like how you both look straight at, at me. me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I understand the dragon, this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Sorry. Go
0: ahead.
1: <laughs> no, well, the 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 flying creature was in the notes that the flying creature, uh if if the big bad dies, they don't really care too much about what's going on. They're just going to leave. So I was like, oh, okay, oh, good job, guys. <laughs> like,
4: yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm really curious. It was it- so funny. Is you two looking at me for the time where I once uh, banished a dragon as Ry- Ryder fell to the ground? Or when I punched a- was it, was in the dick so hard he fell off a 300-foot tower? No, so she's
0: talking <laughs> about the, the flying battle. And this bastard just banished my dragon, so the bastard fell out of the sky and died. So, <laughs> And that's the first thing that I just thought of. And I'm just
3: like... I only look towards him because I know the shenanigans <laughs> this man has been up to. And I'm just like, no, so this sounds right up his alley. So I,
0: I totally understand. A moment like that just becomes... Something you don't forget because you don't expect it, um, which mm. we never... should know better as dungeon
3: Masters. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> like they always You're prepared for the
0: unexpected.
3: Like a clipboard. The clipboard was a... The clipboard literally saved our lives, okay? I...
0: <laughs> they bypassed... Uh, uh, they walked basically into a dwarven forge full of monsters and... They, he, he made it one appear here with Prestidigitation and was an inspector and just started... Surprise inspectors. <laughs> Suspri- inspecting oh, yeah, the yes. floors. So everyone just let him walk right through. him. am just like...
3: Yeah, and... Uh, surprise the, inspection. Uh, the son of the guy was like, hey, uh, we don't know any surprise inspectors here. He's like, that's why I'm a surprise inspector.
0: And
4: and then he, then
3: he banished, banished to him. He
0: banished the one guy that actually <laughs> <And> then, succeeded <laughs> on uh, ignoring his, his oh, bullshit fuck. bluff uh, deception. Yeah, so, anyway, so...
3: <laughs> everyone else looked around. They were like... Whoa. So are we on break or is it, <laughs> can we go? We're like, yeah, you guys are fine. That's awesome. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> kind of keep ourselves back on track, I guess. Uh, do you have any moment where you think you failed as a player or a DM? I mean, no, that's also kind it. of a tough one. Because I failed. A well, lot. I'll,
2: I'll tell the I'll tell the the tragic story of my first time as a player. Um, this is just me being super ignorant, but um it's super memorable as well, which is I played a Halfling Summoner and um little me had no idea. We went up against a rock. The uh the big kind, the big bird kind. Oh, not not the
0: Dwayne kind, gotcha.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I had no idea what I was doing and I put myself out in the middle of everything and um got picked up by the rock and carried off Uh-oh. the player, the rest of the party chased after <laughs> it for 20 minutes. It finally dropped me and I died. And that was, the, oh, <laughs> that was my no. first victory in
3: the d Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's rough. Oh, man. Rough. That's rough. Yeah. It was Hashtag
0: beautiful.
1: that's rough, buddy. That's
0: yeah. nice. <laughs> Sometimes that just happens, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Catherine?
1: Um, yeah, so... Uh, I think... The one that I would probably cite at this point, um, I so I run a uh, quote unquote twenty four uh, seven chat based D Discord server, mm-hmm. and um, it's very very complex sometimes to try to figure out exactly how to translate some of the dynamics that would occur, like if everybody was sitting at a table, mm-hmm. um, and I we just got done with like a major combat, and I was trying to describe an epic moment where an NPC just sort of like, uh, raced in, and um, I it, it's it's an intro to a larger arc. So she basically was running in and doing something dynamic that would uh, tie the players directly into a larger arc for the world.
5: Okay, um, that sounds cool,
1: and thanks. And um, I, you know, I described it all. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds epic and also a little bit sad. Um, this NPC is one of the PC's moms, so... Ah, saying. that'll uh, <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then afterwards, um, everybody... At first, everybody was like, oh, that was so cool. But then, like, they started asking questions and I was like, oh, nobody really quite understood what was actually going on. It's so like, ah! Oh, like <laughs> I have to go back and, like, rehash everything oh, no. so that my players yeah. yeah and i'm like oh man i wish i worded it i you know d- presented it the first time mm. and had it have like the full impact but right. oh well
0: You're
3: one shot yeah <laughs> yep that's uh <laughs> that's
0: that's that's hard
3: that's, that's the hard. rough reality yeah. of D though is a lot of it is it's pretty hard to to kind of go back from, you can't really like redact a lot of the stuff that happens in D and D because you it, can
0: say it does, but everyone knows it didn't kind of
3: <laughs> like it's. uh, Because, you know, if you like change one thing, it's like, well, why didn't you change this other thing before? And then it kind of mm-hmm. just spirals down really fast. Uh-huh. Especially yep. if you've
0: got people who are jealous and think you're doing favoritism. That too. That's so. happened to me. That's
1: once, a slippery slope right? where there. I
0: made a bad decision and I decided after the end of the night, I'm like, that was stupid. Why did you do that? That was dumb. You shouldn't have done that. So the next game, I undid that. And man, did I get it from another player. Well, when this oh. happened to me, you didn't do that. I'm like, oh. You know what I learned? Oh, no. <laughs> if I make a mistake, tough. Sorry, guys. Yes. You're out of luck
1: now. <laughs>
0: oh, he died from that decision. Oh, well, I'm not going to redact it because this other guy would have died too. And so would he. I and mean, I'm just not going to deal with it. <laughs> so I, I think that's one of the things that makes this game so interesting is that no matter how much prep we do um we are gonna make mistakes Mm -hmm. um players and gms and dms alike you can tell i've been writing open gl because i used to never say gm now i'm trying to ingrain it in my soul (laughs) Um, (laughs) but we we create these moments where we make mistakes and we learn from them and because of that we're always continuing to improve our our games at our tables for our friends, family, random people at cons.
5: Yeah,
0: and I think it always does take the take. It requires you to make those mistakes in order to improve because if you know everything, yeah,
3: I I don't believe you if you said you know everything yeah. in D anD. d I won't I won't believe you at all. I'll be like, no, there's so much content out there. <laughs>
0: Tell me what is on the third right. page of the the player's handbook, fourth line, third indented word. <laughs> Oh, nope. I thought you knew everything, asshole.
4: Anyways.
3: I can't do that.
4: <laughs> For our next question, what can you tell us about Captain Hardchild's Guide to Red Dragons, and how did it come to life?
5: Woo.
1: Yeah, so, um, actually, Zach, uh, Zach's wife had a little bit to do with that. Um, Zach, why don't you go ahead and, and let everybody sure. know about
2: so our first product was called uh, Captain Hartchild's Guide to Oceanic Depths. And it was really meant to be a standalone product. We didn't have any intentions of making a series or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it got really well received. And people really seemed to like it. And so there was a discussion of like, well, what would we do next? Right. And um, my wife, Megan was like, you guys should do a book of dragons. Everybody likes dragons. And um <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and, I, and, and uh, I was like, oh, that that would be interesting. And, um, you know, the, the interesting thing about dragons is that they can be as contained or as expansive of a topic as you want them to be. For sure. Um, and so that fit really much into our philosophy for what we wanted the next product to be, which was uh, Oceanic Depths was a $25 book, which is on the low end of a book, but still... The high end of what the average person by pays for dnd product at mm-hmm. a given time and so what we really wanted our next product to be was something that was accessible to everybody and that we could you know maybe get some of our ideas into the hands of whoever and whatever budget um and so a guide to rare dragons and uh coming up with the concept of let's create some interesting dragons some named dragons some dragons with some history and some backstories and some some layer and horde and everything um and we can make this contained enough to where we can keep the price point low enough that anybody could get it um so that's kind of how it came to be we uh recruited eight authors and uh so we put together 10 dragons from those eight people um each one very, very different. We we, we uh, commissioned an artist to draw us eight or ten dragons, whatever he wanted to draw. Like no guidelines, just draw us ten pieces of cool dragon art. And then I'm just going to hand those out to the writers and say, write a dragon about this. You know, tell us about awesome. this fellow. That's awesome.
1: That was really cool. Yeah. Zach just sent um, there was a day where he was like, hey, the art's in. Um, here you go. Pick your dragon, basically. And we got to look at all this cool art and be like, "Ooh, this particular one really inspires me," and that was a really fun way to like decide what to write about.
0: That is the exact approach that we use for memorable monsters. Oh, because awesome. art yeah. can be Sweet. so inspiring,
3: um, right? and and yeah. we've definitely come up with some weird stuff.
0: And now this <laughs> this <so> toad <laughs> dragon makes sense stuff. now too. By the way, like oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> I would like I would have never thought of that. Um, a, a dragon toad. <laughs> so that is just really cool.
4: I just thought he was just a fat dragon. <laughs> no, it, no, it's a toad. Yeah, um, it looks cool though. Yeah,
3: can I
0: just can I comment on the art? I love oh, the yeah. old sketch style art piece. I, I think too. that mm-hmm. is fantastic. It's unique and it stands out because um, everyone tries to get these ones that are super high in detail almost and all like that hyper but realistic yeah but <laughs> yeah. having the old school sketch throws me back and maybe that's because I'm old but I it no, throws yes. me back to the surely not
3: I mean uh <laughs> I work out. at Barnes noble so like I not very often do I actually get to see the uh the fantasy with like the actual like almost sketch art style yeah. right yeah and <laughs> you know, it's,
2: it's really interesting um there's a there's a silly story behind that we actually went to several different artists uh trying to get somebody to do the art for oceanic originally because we wanted a sketch style there as well Mm -hmm. and people don't want to do it uh we we went to several big name our bigger named artists and we said look we have a we have an idea for what this book is and you know captain hardchild has returned with a sketch notebook kind of like lewis and clarky you know Mm -hmm. like they're um and uh pers- there are several people that were like no nope, won't do a sketch won't do a sketch and <laughs> so we finally found daniel and i'm like dude your stuff's awesome yeah. and but here's the thing we don't want finished pieces we don't want you to go in and erase all your like first attempts at a line where you weren't super happy with it right um we want all that left in and he's like yeah i'll do that and it's perfect so the
0: one the other thing that i really like about this is uh one of my old D books was all about like dragon lore and it had sketches just like this as if there's a scholar observing these and writing them down and that's yep. really what i thought about
3: this and it, I, I you bring ahead. up a, a very valuable point actually because like a lot of people don't live to see dragons, right? I mean, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. the thing. So the fact that they, someone may have just seen it, right, and they just sketch it down from memory as fast as they can, there probably isn't going to be a finished piece about it because they me, can't it's remember gonna me, it. It. It's gonna
0: kill me! It's gonna kill me! It's gonna kill me! It's gonna kill me! as fast
3: as he can. And so I do kind of. That makes more sense to have this approach to even begin with, I think. So it's kind of cool.
4: Mm-hmm. It'd be hilarious if on the pages of the drawings had bird marks around the corner because it ran away from the dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little
0: like lightning s- scratches and burns and stuff. Okay. Frozen eyes. Anyways, um, the cover piece really got my attention because I just realized this dragon. He's holding this in his hand. He's holding a person. I didn't realize yes. it was a person. Yes, yes. I thought he was like a snooty noble that just got his fingers done. And he's doing like, like blah. Well,
2: he's definitely that too. We call that the uh, the regal boy in our in our riding circles. He's definitely uh, he's it's definitely like, a bit hoity toity. Uh, um. Yeah, yeah, so
0: there's lots of lots of really good stuff in here. Um, we you actually have a sample out that anybody that goes to your Kickstarter can pick up and download and check out. Um, Pretty cool. You want to tell us a little bit about uh, Holifix? Is oh that, yeah. Am I saying that right? Because oh, yeah. I love this toad dragon guy.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so uh, uh, Holifix is uh, one of my boys. Um, he's our lowest CR creature. He's CR eight, and. Um, I like that. When we got the art in, at first I was like, "This is not what I was expecting." When you give, you know, you commission an artist to draw a dragons dragon that he sends you a toad with wings, and you're like, "What is
0: this?" <laughs> um, but he reminds me of the Budweiser frog. <laughs> exactly, man. Right.
2: Uh, but he's kind of got an attitude. Uh, you can kind of—he's got those sunken eyes and just mm-hmm. kind of this. He's almost Jabba the Hutt, right? Yes! Like, there's definitely That's a Jabba good. reference in there, right? And I'm like, yeah, let's go this Java angle where like this guy is a big deal in his own world, but his own world it is real small, world. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he he resides over a swamp. Um that just so happens to be uh to have some oh, it's was kind of in like a sunken area created by a uh a volcano. Okay, and so he it has some uh loot at the bottom of it and he sends his uh animal minions down there and his swamp minions down there to kick around and find what they can and bring it back up. Um, He's got a lot of different influences in him um, because frogs and toads in general are just such fun, um, weird characters to play with. Um, And I wanted that to come across in his abilities. So like, he's got a, a tongue attack where he can shoot out with his tongue. And uh, if he hits you, uh, he can pull you 40 feet back in towards him. <laughs> uh, so this is great to be like, oh, the wizard in the back got a little oh. bit too close. And by a little bit too close, it's 40 feet. <laughs> uh, pulls him in and then he can he's big enough. He's a big, beefy boy. And again, like job, I'm like, yeah, he needs to be able to eat people
5: mm-hmm. that
2: he yeah. uh, that he brings into his mouth. So he's got to swallow. And then. Um, yeah. The other thing that I really like about there's two other little tiny abilities that I like, he has a bile breath, um, yes, which I love this. just this idea of like being coated in slime is yeah. is a great image for players. And so I just took the uh, basically the uh, conditions for the slow ability. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're coated in mucus grossness. You
3: move a little Whatever slow. You ate for lunch.
2: Yeah, exactly. There's probably like, yeah.
0: What's yeah. cool about this is you got it where it actually, this ability as cool as it is, it comes into its own when combined with the lair action. Dude, yeah. that was some genius design, man. Genius. Yeah. there's some fun stuff there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, in the lair actions, the uh, slime can turn into a gray ooze, um, and, and start attacking and it's already attached to you it's already yeah. right there so it's beautiful um, <laughs> so does that count
0: as a surprise attack?
2: Ah, like, uh, you know, it, it could be. It depends on how the fight's going. Yeah, yeah I, I would <laughs> no, say that's it,
0: up to, like, DM You're almost dead. Right? Sorry, the like, stuff that's attached to you now is coming to life. Because, like, who, yeah.
3: but I can see arguments for both, because on one hand, uh, one person's going to be, like, hyper attentive to him, be like, uh-uh, no, th- this is extra bad. Uh, something's wrong here. <laughs>
0: I mean, moving. it's already yeah. bad,
3: but if this is bad, this is worse. And then there's going to be another person who's like, God, just just whatever. It's just slime. And it's like, why is the slime moving my arm?
4: (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I still to this day laugh at how I used the great ooze to our advantage that one game.
0: Oh, when you were fighting the doll? Yes. I had a little doll crawling up on their arm. Like, like imagine like Chucky, but like really tiny. So it's like scampering up their body. And so he's just like, I can't get it off me. So he just jumped into an ooze. And so it just did damage to kill the thing. I'm just like... (laughs) Because it didn't have very many hit points, but it was scurrying around or so strife. it was hard to hit. So he's just like, eh. <laughs> So, yeah. So that that was uh, – how, how did you come up with that as a part of a lair action instead of just part of the mechanic? Because that's something that, mm-hmm. honestly, I haven't seen before, and I am totally stealing that design concept. Um, mm-hmm. Because the closest thing I've done is if I've given a monster that has a mo- can afford to do three hits – I'll get rid of one of the hits and then add it as like a legendary action later, but I've never thought to include the, the features like that into a layer action, which I think is just very genius. Yeah.
2: Yeah, It's, I mean, I I won't take any credit. I read a ton of different products and probably one of them had it in there, but um, I just like the idea of multi-stage fights and encounters. And so that's what I'm always looking for, especially in your big, bosses is how do I make this fight memorable? How do I make it to where it's not just I run up to you, you hit me, I hit you, you hit me, I hit you, Mm -hmm. fight's over. Um and a great way to shake things up is with a is with a monster, another another creature. Um and the other thing that I really like about this guy, which is just so much fun, and also I love anytime I can shove Futurama into anything is he's got a hypnotic gaze. (laughs) Um, I did like
3: the hypnotic gaze. I was reading. I was yeah. like, "Could you just imagine this like weird like frog dragon?" And he just looks at you and goes,
2: "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> I'm just like, "No, stop, <laughs>
3: please, <laughs> have mercy on yeah. me." That's really yeah. cool. Now,
0: um, when you're when you use the hypnotic gaze, that does that uh, rest- it stuns him. So then he could leap yeah. right on you. He could eat you. You're pretty much boned.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's. Listen, that that's the thing that frustrates me with a lot of monster design, is that they don't think about why would this creature have, how does this feature complement another feature, mm-hmm. complement mm-hmm. another
3: feature? It's usually something and, standalone, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, like, why would he have this? Well, it's probably, um, if you think about, like, in nature and things like that, hypnotic, that, that like, the the cobra swaying or whatever, right? Like, it serves a purpose. Um and I'm like yeah it's going to let him get up close and and snatch that morsel uh that's, when he otherwise couldn't
3: honestly really smart we should actually like incorporate that idea for like a dm tip or something where it's like why would this monster have this? Well, it's because he had to survive to get to this point, right? Like, evolution made him this way. I That's like really that. smart. That's, That's something to look into. Why don't yeah. you add that
0: to our brainstorm notes and <laughs> I'll write something up for it? Because that is really cool. I, lo- I love designers. I've been coming more, because every episode we deliver monster variants. So yeah. I've been doing more, you know, <laughs> monsters. And it's always fun to try to come up with new and unique ways to make them interesting. And sometimes I feel like I really still sometimes like I that, succeed, uh,
3: that like, ice night you did that one time. That was so yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. Was pretty dope that was a really good one
0: um so the last thing i really want to touch on here is you we mentioned the personality and stuff but there's actually a segment on here that is d- details like the history of the, the dragon uh-huh. from uh this one talks about you know um back to you know him being the only a specimen of his kind which makes him unique right so i are as a dm i um i can are you um, i can imagine using this as a tool as a DM to explain why people are seeking him out. Hey, you know, a scholar be like, So I've heard that there's a dragon that's unique in the bowels of this deadly swamp and I'm hiring you heroes not to go kill it, not to go capture it. Research it. Learn stuff about it. Maybe talk to it and ask Mm -hmm. it how it's doing, how it got there. Why is it the only one we've ever seen. You know, to me, that sets the the, that that history sets a, a great quest hook that isn't just about the dragon steamrolling everybody in yeah. existence.
4: Yeah. yeah. Right. Now this exactly. is a swamp dragon yeah. from the dark woods. Be, be careful of his breath. It's quite vicious. Crikey!
1: <laughs> part of what was so fun about um, about this particular take on dragons, like, ha- making them uh, unique as part of the product, is that um, we... We could have that individual history and make make the dragons each like a full iconic being,
5: mm-hmm.
1: uh, rather than just like you know a a certain color of dragon yep. who is you know attacks things or <laughs> right. yeah
0: exactly that's more that's, that's, that's in our blocks
2: exactly that's that's one of the things if you go to our kickstarter i think like second paragraph down we talk about smog because mm-hmm. in my opinion the stories that we all grew up on at least that i grew up on the fantasy stories when a dragon was introduced he wasn't a green dragon or he wasn't a red dragon he had a name he had a personality there was a reason to hate him or whatever mm-hmm. um yeah. and and that's how I think people really want dragons to be in their games. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Monster Manual. If if there's one fallacy that it has with dragons, it's that there's a section where it's just basically like they're really intelligent lizards. That's really what they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I I strongly disagree. Um, they are they are a uh, a creature unto their own, mm-hmm. and um, there should be an expression of that anytime you write about them. Yeah. Um, so so that's what we tried to do. Um, so yeah, you mentioned the description and the history and the motivation, the potential minions, the, uh, lo- the horde, the lair. Every single one of the dragons in the book has all of those things. We tried very, cool. very hard to make sure that we didn't overwrite or underwrite on any of this, but that we mm-hmm. conveyed just enough information for the DM to get inspired and to have a bit to chew on if he was in the moment but we or she. Um, but we didn't want... To overburden you by saying, here is, you know, five pages of lore on each of these creatures. (laughs) Um, Remember it all. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Justin, when you were on our podcast, we talked a little bit about it, but uh, we're going to, I'm going to give a nod to Jeff Stevens on this one as well, Mm -hmm. um, because his work with his um, Villains and Layers series is very inspirational to us. Mm -hmm. Um, We have our own take on it. It's definitely different, um, but... Uh, he set the tone for what a really useful supplement should look like. Yes. So that's what we're trying to do here.
0: We'll actually be having him on next month. Ooh, oh, really? oh yeah. cool. Oh, jeez. yeah he, uh, he, he'll be coming on again so he's he's one of my favorite guests to have on because he always is just amazing company he's got great yeah. stories to tell i don't know if that's from aged experience of him being older or just because he plays a lot of dungeons and dragons or because he writes a lot or some sort of combination <laughs> of all of it but every time he comes yeah. on i he always <laughs> has me cracking up the whole time
3: so um i'll be watching this later and be like oh you guys <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> i'll see
0: if uh seth will uh, cr- uh cut out all this uh, amazing or not cut out, but snip out the section of us praising Jeff. Jeff, you're amazing. You're a beautiful man. I want to know that I appreciate everything you do. Um, so if you decide <laughs> you just want to send me a free copy of your next uh, big project. Yeah, just... <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> Anyways. Um,
3: that's the man I know now. There oh, it is.
0: Overall, I absolutely love this. And that's one of the reasons why I, I uh, wanted to invite you guys on the show because um products like this wizards of the coast don't get me wrong they do phenomenal work for sure but there are so many amazing third-party content creators that are just as imaginative there's also some that are not so imaginative and their stuff is garbage but aside from the few that are like that there's a majority of people who take the time to put this stuff together such as yourselves do a phenomenal job, and this is the layout is great. I like the. Once again, I'm getting kind of old school. I like the kind of the old school vibe that I'm getting from this. A lot of the mm-hmm. stuff, especially from like DM's Guild, starts to look the same. Um, and you've got a unique look, and I really like that too. So
2: appreciate it. Yeah, one of the things. Um, I, I, I'm I'm just really happy with. I, I'm i I would say that this is the product that I'm most happy with so far of ours, and that's sh- that's as it should be. But um. We tried very, very hard yeah. to allow each one of the writers to keep their own voice. Yeah. So um, not only does it look unique, but even within the book, mm-hmm. each piece is going to sound unique. Um, so don't expect if you read whole effects and you're like, oh, I want 10 more of these or nine more of these. Not going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. sir. Um, <laughs> right. It is Each one is going to be a new, weird idea that came out of somebody's brain and it's going to have their way with words and their their lingo tied into it and i think that that gives each dragon its own unique language as well so that's a big deal for us
3: which uh again with kind of what you went back before i i do like that a lot actually just because dragons are meant to be these you know entirely different personalities from each other too because they're they're really just like the apex beings <laughs> that are mm-hmm. mortal in <laughs> d they're kind of just like ah yes we are at the top of the food chain do not stop us <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no i, I got you. like
3: there that's kind of what they are one
0: of uh i'm a big i'm a big gamer when i have time and I, in final Man. fantasy uh 14 they have a whole a whole uh expansion dedicated to like uh like a, a, a dragon war basically and hmm. when you when i see something like that i feel like that i have been really shirking my duties as a dm to not include these fantastic, magical creatures in my games more often. At the very least, you're level two, you're walking down the street, and a blue and what's in, what's the, uh, a blue and red on opposite sides, I don't remember the chromatic bullshit, but yeah, two dragons soar overhead, that. shooting lightning and fire out of their maws at each other, crashing into a mountain, causing an avalanche that destroys, starts to destroy a village, yeah. so the adventurers <laughs> have to go is. help that. Because of some random-ass <laughs> dragons that are duking it out up in the sky.
3: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some territorial conflict going on. Yeah. You're like, I don't really want to be a part of that. But I do have to be a part of the village that is a part of that. Yeah, so
0: now <laughs> I gotta go help these people because those assholes are fighting over a dirt pile. You know, which is usually what it is. I mean, um,
4: like even in within the realm of D&D itself, even the game cre- creators have done quite a bit with just dragons in general. But mm-hmm. it is nice to see other creators does come up with something that's more imaginative. Yeah. As t- time goes by, because there's a lot you can do with these yeah. creatures.
0: <laughs> and that's one thing that I've talked about, uh, about, you know, memorable monsters and, and villains and layers and products, you know, similar to this is that these are not only just monsters to be used, but they're, they're plot devices. They're, they're, they're hooks. They're, they're story elements that you can tie. You could easily have the players in level one warning of the swamp, giant toad monster that lives in the swamp to 10 miles East. And yep. that can become a core, you know. You in, in here, just like the the monster manual, you yeah. have regional effects. Maybe that's just normal in that area, and the the players decide. I'm tired of this. What is it? The flies and shit in this one. It's flies and buzzing insects that are found in great supply. So maybe they're just tired of getting bit by mosquitoes. They're like, we're gonna go put an end to this, and you know, turns out it's a, a dragon. They're just like, well shit never mind I have <laughs> yeah, to then... turn around and go the other way F- they just, F- flies
2: are fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i
3: can live with flies people just start leaving down like signs like uh do not enter giant <laughs> swamp uh toad dragon and everyone all the adventures go by they're like what the fuck <laughs> right I, they, this has to be real right like like they weren't like paranoid they were just seeing things this isn't like an enchanted swamp right guys like come on giant toads don't exist like that not like city size and then they walk up and They're like, "Oh no, nope, that that's real. That's uh, okay." Uh. And he's pissed because we just shit in a swamp. <laughs> Get <laughs> out of my swamp!
4: Yeah. The whole sign made me think of a uh, disenchantment where there's a sign something for us to beware of racist deer. <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. But that's the <laughs> it's idea. It's just the yeah. sign in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to be fa- and to be fair, you 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 do run and see a deer go by and go that ain't right. We looked at the, the the main group. <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> um it's like
0: payoff. Anyway, um overall I think this product is really great. Um I think we're going to uh, we, I've got one more question I think we want to ask you yes, we before do. we move on.
4: Sure, oh, yeah. Obviously, there's multiple dragons that we have in this document. Which ones are your favorite?
1: <laughs> uh so I'm biased. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> she wrote this. Uh, Humans are. <laughs> I um, on a couple different levels because uh, Zach. So we all are part of Bytes Gaming, but uh, Zach has kind of been the head of this of this project, um, and so we haven't necessarily seen some of the other uh, options. Um, That's fair yeah so so there's that but also i I greatly love everything uh, nature magicy um, mm-hmm. and so i I wrote up a Druid dragon and I love her and she's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Just trying to keep my answer real short here because I'm sure Zach has has thoughts <laughs> on on all of them, <laughs>
3: yeah. all of them. The, the concept yeah. didn't even come to mind. <laughs>
0: I love my trees.
3: It's Like, oh no! Don't piss off the dragon that <laughs> loves her trees. There's the beautiful
0: ancient grove to the north. It's surrounded in a little alcove. That's not an alcove. Don't That's make a co- fire in That's there. That's a coiled dragon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do not touch this garden.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's not cursed. It's just guarded.
2: Yeah, I I love all of them. Um, but but I'll talk. We talked about whole effects. He's he's the lowest one. Um. Catherine's dragon is kind of mid tier uh, CR wise. And we have a dra- new dragon God uh, CR 30 that one of our other uh, uh, gals wrote. And um, it's awesome. Uh, uh, <laughs> without without getting into anything much. Um, right. I love she 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 developed the idea of a neutral dragon God um, who yeah. is the God of the lost. Um, and kind of sits in the veil of the, um, of the space in between the planes and keeps an eye on things. Um, really interesting breath weapon that does like different type is like a random sort of a thing. So you, you, this is, a, this is a dragon that can spew a whole bunch of different types of effects and, and, and fire and things, and you can pick your own or you could randomize it, but anyhow, um. She did a great job. And a new dragon god, I think, is hard to to conceive of in a way that that is doesn't feel redundant to right. some of the other dragon gods that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And and it's really special. Uh I love I love that one. And um I think that that also opens up some avenues for like clerics and paladins and stuff that might want to claim this as their deity, so uh-huh. I cool. like that. Yeah. that option too so yeah. yeah
0: when you started talking about all these different things this dragon spews out i'm just like is it all coming out of the same orifice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Assumingly. Well, that's, that's not what i thought <laughs> just like
0: i immediately thought like she's got a breath weapon and then she plugs one nostril and has a snot rocket and
2: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: t- turns around like a, a skunk and lifts up her tail and who knows <laughs> all right <laughs> there uh, is a lot yeah yeah all right so uh, i th- think that'll do it for our main topic today i am yeah. super super excited about this i'm glad you guys have already got funded um i can't wait Thank you. Uh, can't wait to uh have this product uh, out there and we'll be able to when it does when you do get it made let us know and we can go back and add a link to it in this these show notes heck so yeah. heck um, yeah I'm going to rely on you to remind me because I'm not going to remind you. That's fair. fair. (laughs) Um, That'll do it for our main topic today, uh, Captain Hartchild's Guide to Rare Dragons. Um, Once again, head on over to CritAcademy.com slash post slash episode 186. You can get our show notes that have a link directly to the product or go right to Kickstarter and type in Captain Hartchild's Guide to Rare Dragons and you will find it. Uh, pick up your sample copy and please um, consider pledging and helping support this product. So, thank yeah. you. Before we move on to our unearthed tips and tricks, we have another gift to give away compliments Ooh. of our boy, Jeff Stevens. Oh, yeah. he
4: does come up quite oh, a bit. Every All right. episode,
0: actually.
3: Okay, Seth, uh, <laughs> put that part where we talked about Jeff Stevens and put it right here about how much we loved him.
4: <laughs> <laughs> a mass menace terrifies their region raiding villages to fund her devious plan. Unknowingly, the adventurers stumble upon her most recent evil scheme, the kidnapping of a famous performer known as Devon Artis. Their mission is to deliver a ransom and collect Devon.
3: Though, as in most cases with D&D, that all goes as planned. We can all attest to that, right? I always Me. just want to say every single time he reads this, I always think that means there is one universe where everything did somehow go as planned.
0: Yeah, but we lost that already, because that happened in Avengers. No, I guess right. <laughs> You got me there. One. There's just one. Um, Zach, would you like, or um, Catherine, would you like to tell us who our winner is today?
1: Oh, sure. Um, oh, dear. Uh, the winner for today, uh, I do not know if I will pronounce this correctly, but um. Potaniak.
0: congratulations whoever you are um if you enjoy the if you enjoy the adventure (laughs) please consider leaving a review um if you don't know leaving a review on a product is single-handedly one of the best things you can do aside from purchasing the product i would even say that it's more important because then it lets other potential uh supporters hear what you think about it as right. well as gives them an opportunity to improve it by giving constructive criticism back. I know that I have made several errors in my publishing and if it wasn't for some very kind <clears throat> reviews, I wouldn't have been able to make some <laughs> improvements in some of those areas. Our gun mages is, is one example of that. So <laughs> um, definitely consider uh, leaving a review and, and helping out Jeff make his products better. By the way, uh, if you haven't played this series, um, uh, it will knock your socks off if you if no matter how you think it's going to end, it's not going to end like that. And it, it's it's great. You should check them out. Good job, Jeff. And for all of you that didn't win, sorry, but don't worry, we still have you covered. <laughs> Head on over to CritAcademy.com dot slash Jeff Stevens and get Villains and Layers three for free and Encounters on the Savage Seas three for free.
3: A lot of threes Jeff. for free. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's so we roll around here. Not really. I'm pretty sure Jeff gives those away free all the time anyway, but mm-hmm. it's a nice short little list there. So check them out.
4: And now, what you've all been waiting for. Our Unearth Tips and Tricks segment, where we bring
0: you new and reusable material for both players and DMs. I'm really excited about this. Um, would one of you like to tell us about our character concept here? You can either read it or... Um, uh shorten it up a little bit it's up to you paraphrase either one sure yeah
2: absolutely i
0: think i caught you with your pants down there my bad i mean i hope your pants oh you know what i mean
2: <laughs> all right here we go <laughs> i'm the fly in the proverbial ointment i suppose but i've never been much for proverbs they're just rules that happen to rhyme sometimes your tie to the mysterious and fae places in the world are particularly strong. You've always been a mischievous sort, a troublemaker, and the person who upsets the apple cart just to see how far the apples will roll. What sort of troubles has your mischief resulted in? Are there partners in crime in your past? And what's your relationship with them like? How does someone inclined to mischief make a living? Under what circumstances can you overcome your natural instinct and toe the line?
0: <laughs> So, this is really cool. This is called The Eldritch Harlequin. Um, okay. Now, I'm gonna be honest, I did not write this. Um, I was looking for new format ideas and totally stole this from an old 4th edition book I have. Um, I love this format and I wanted your guys' opinion on it. We'll talk about that more in detail later. But, sure. what do you guys uh, think about this uh, character concept?
1: Most Mostly, I, I got caught first. Uh, I'm still thinking about the quote. Um, I... I enjoy, I, I always like when there's little bits of like mm-hmm. what goes on in the character's head or the NPC's head or, hmm. um, and, uh, so that's a really, I think that's a really, I guess maybe that's a format thing. That's a really good way to like have something succinctly shown rather than like a few paragraphs yep. about their motivation stuff. But, um, yeah, I, um, mysterious and fey places, <laughs> love, love that stuff. Love that shit. Um, <laughs> and um, this, yeah, it's I, I see this as, uh, someone who's just, uh, I mean, in it for the lulls, but like to the extreme. Um,
0: this is a troll. There's... It's like
1: <laughs>
0: a D and D troller. Yeah.
1: yeah,
3: it's almost like a, it's like in those like a, uh, like a, uh, those like science fiction like characters who is like the scientist who's like always doing it for science but it's literally anything for science mm-hmm. it's just that's what this reminds me he's like oh why Why did you do that he's like for science I had to know what would happen yep. it's like you couldn't just think about it. no I had to know
4: the closest I can think of was when we uh, played in Brandon's game my sorcerer mm-hmm. when two NBC's were clearly about to start a bar brawl I used mage hand to tie the shoelaces of one of the guys
0: together And pissed them off yes that's so that's that yes wonderful.
4: I, I love it. So- and now,
0: <laughs> what's cool about this is you notice it doesn't really specifically say a class or a race. I think right. we get so hung up on classes and races and the way they're supposed to behave. Almost like the mechanics of the game.
3: Well, no, because you're not even talking about like the mechanics. You're talking just like how the, the flavor of yeah, the class like, to be like play, yeah. You
0: play an assassin, an ass- uh, a mechanic assassin, right? You're expected to act a certain way. Like I gotta assassin. be edgy and hide in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but you don't. Mm-hmm. Impersonate this person. How awesome would it be to have an assassin who just loves to troll people all day long? Like He just likes <laughs> to dress up.
3: He just likes so to go out and be like, hi, I'm not this
0: person. See, now I just would have to be an arcane trickster with that invisible mage hand just to knock over glasses <laughs> of wine on the, 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 the <laughs> stuffy noble's
3: outfit. I would love it, because then you can look at it and be like, oh my god! And then everyone's just looking in, and they're like, w- what happened? It's like, there must be a ghost here! The wine glasses fell over! Oh god, another <laughs> one fell over! we <laughs> are all losing it! This is a new dress! <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I have an, in my server, I have an, um, a warlock with an, archfey patron, and this sounds exactly like her. Oh, mm-hmm. wonderful. This, this would be perfect okay. for her, too.
4: Oh, Or when I, my, my uh, warlock made uh,
3: apples just like bacon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird, man, but I'm about <laughs> it. Dude,
0: that would be a dick thing to do with prestidigitation. If you get pissed off or get some beef with somebody, just constantly change the flavor of their food. <gasps> oh my, oh my, gosh. my gosh, that sounds hilarious. Uh, I'll have thing. some of your delicious um, delectable juicy pork this pork tastes like shit? I guess <laughs> <Aww>. it is. <laughs>
5: <laughs> why, oh my gosh.
0: Why does this t- steak taste like spam? <laughs> Did you ever uh, watch Little <laughs> Nicky when he uses ultimate devil powers to change the contents of a Coke can and the guy drinks it, he's like <laughs> this Coke tastes like Pepsi <laughs> 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 nice, oh, nice. My oh my gosh, I am Lord. so I, I need to play this now. I love
3: this You are definitely the, the troublemaker styled character. What is that supposed to mean? I uh, you not denying it. <laughs> I mean, nope. see, I I- you would think I'm the rogue player and you think I'm the troublemaker. No, I'm the guy who gets it from point A to point B. <laughs> Usually with a grappling hook. <laughs> Usually with a grappling hook. <laughs> I trip him along the way.
0: Anyways, uh, I did want to touch on real quick. Uh, uh, you pointed out the, 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 the quote. That is the one thing that I really want to take away from this because that was what caught me, and I think little things like that, we need more of that. I did notice when I was going back through some documents that there are some times where Wizards of the Coast includes little one-liners from the NPCs, but they don't do it all the time,
3: and I really yep. think mm-hmm. they should. I w- it's almost like mm. the flavor text on like a rare card you feel like it's like about the character a little bit that's how i always figure it that's really good really good i like that
0: Mm. uh that'll do it for our character concept (laughs) the eldritch harlequin our monster variant of the podcast is the nightshade is this one i had you write? or no i don't think you wrote this one no i think this was uh regurgitated from another book i think uh one of the fourth edition ones i think Eh. I mean, I don't eh. remember. Uh, nightshades are creatures of pure hate and darkness. They <laughs> spread death and suffering wherever they go. Oh, now we're getting too edgy. Go from happy, go <laughs> hey, lucky, tripping to edgy. edgy. Here we go. <laughs> While okay. often I'm found a- in the deepest corners of the Shadowfell, they are sometimes able to walk the material world by passing through uh, where the planes meet and the barrier that separates them is weakest, such as an unhallowed night or the location where great evil has been done. So, in order to make this monster variant, you are going to start with the stat block of the black dragon, the young black dragon. You are going to remove its blind sight, its amphibious, its swim, its bite, its claws, and its acid breath. Hey, that's pretty much everything that makes up a dragon. Imagine that. It's almost like we're changing it. Who would guess? guessed? <laughs> um, the new features you're going to give it is you're going to give it vulnerability to radiant damage. Uh, You're going to give it resistances to acid, cold, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical weapons, immunities to necrotic and poison, condition immunities, frightened and poisoned. Now, this is where it starts to get interesting. So we're going to give, we got rid of the claw and the the bite and everything. We're going to give it a new ability. We're going to give it life drain. It's going to do a little uh, necrotic damage with a constitution save um, that reduces your maximum hit points. Tell me, what happens when you get hit many times by an attack that drains your maximum hit points?
3: If it goes to zero, you're dead forever.
0: Oh, shit. Better stay away from that. Justin ain't fucking around mm-hmm. today. <laughs> <laughs> Don't die. <laughs> um, so you got the life life drain, which goes in with the multi-attack, as you know. I think the, I think the young black dragon does like, I might have two, maybe three uh, attacks. So Something
3: like that, yeah. That
0: DC isn't very high, but when you're being attacked three times, it's going to be kind of a pain in the ass. Um, Mm -hmm. now on to the cool the fun unique stuff right we're going to give them void gaze that recharges on a five or six the nightshade releases an intense glare at a creature it can see within 150 feet the target must succeed a dc 15 wisdom saving throw or uh, or take 49 or 11 d8 necrotic damage and become frightened until the end of the nightshade's next turn while frightened in this way the creature is also restrained if the target uh If a target saving throw is successful, the target is immune to the effects for 24 hours. So now...
3: Just Sharingan this guy. I did. (laughs) Like, Uh, literally. (laughs) Now,
0: as as Zach pointed out earlier, how making abilities that fit really well together... Well, now you can't run away from his life drain ability. And when you start to get low, that is terrifying as a player.
3: I mean, it's already terrifying anyway, but you know... uh,
2: if he has three attacks and you're restrained, it has advantage on all that. The there's a pretty high chance that you're going to get a you're going to be just like the paladin. You're going to be there fishing for crits every uh, <laughs> right on, yeah. on, on a max HP drain is going to feel awful. <laughs> yeah, no, you are going to die. It
0: is worth noting that I made the DC for the Constitution save much lower than the recommended DC for yeah, that it's, level. It's
3: only like a mm-hmm. DC 10, which um, is
0: and I think pretty that's pretty low. generous. Yeah, Aren't I benevolent? You're welcome, people. Um, (laughs) And of course it wouldn't be great. I've tried to, I experimented with a new mechanic. One thing that I really think doesn't get enough attention is weaknesses and strengths. If a player actively engages a weakness of the enemy, I feel like there should be a reaction. So you know what I did? I wrote one. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. fear the pain. Do you remember what its weakness was?
3: Uh... Is it radiant damage? It is radiant damage. So,
0: when this creature takes radiant damage, it can use its reaction to use its void gaze. If it isn't recharged, the nightshade recharges it. (gasps) Oh, it's pit. You pissed it off.
3: Yeah, it, You dung goofed. It's like a mini rage moment. He's like, no, <laughs> that's bad. So now, obviously, I, f- <laughs> I really struggled
0: with this because I wanted... I, I Basically, I ended up rolling a, a d20 out or even whether it was an a, a effect that would benefit the player or not mm. so much benefit him. So it ended up falling where instead of giving him some other so bonus, bonus, he retaliates because, you know, I envision in all those movies you watched, when you, you know, hit a vampire with like, you know, it's
3: garlic, it goes... <laughs> And lashes out, you know, and that's kind of mm-hmm. what I ended up going for. It's almost like that quick adrenaline rush yeah. from all of, like the pain and everything it's suffering. And it's like, nope, I have to make it stop. Whatever it's doing, make it stop. And then you're right there. It's like I'm going to make you stop.
0: <laughs> now it is a reaction, so I only gets to use it once per round. And that's assuming that it's recharged. And then if not, he can roll to recharge it, making mm. it more effective. What do you guys think about this uh, monster variant?
3: I really like it. I like it a lot. Though. I would run. I would run,
2: I would run with this. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, my style as a DM is to make things worse, not better. Um, so I like <laughs> that you went with a uh, a negative effect on the fear of pain. Like, listen, uh, if you figured out its weakness, I want to make sure that that you don't you don't end this thing quickly. So we're gonna we're gonna make you reconsider using radiant damage every single round. <laughs>
3: um, I
1: like
3: that. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Catherine?
1: Uh, yeah, uh I I always gravitate more toward the like lore side of things first. Um and I really really liked that um part of one of the ways that it could cross through is if uh let's see it was if a a deeply evil deed had been done in that that's place.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I love the you know what people do on the material plane has has consequences. Um, I would probably bring one of these in if any of the players did something
3: like a Paladin broke oath or something, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, or, that's or a, a Murder big... Hobo
0: killed somebody. Yeah,
3: like a... finally, yeah. just like Nightshade just <laughs> crawls out of its chest. It's like, dude, players like, uh, no.
0: <laughs> it reminds me of those Hollows from uh, from Bleach, where mm. the the little rift opens up and this. <laughs> Thing just kind of pushes its mm-hmm. way through, and it turns out it's because that bastard assassin douche rogue just killed somebody for no reason. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna either. say, <laughs> I actually don't do that. Um, but I, I, I that's really interesting. <laughs> I hadn't considered that them being the result of bad stuff happening from bad stuff that they did.
3: Yeah, yeah. it doesn't happen very often in D&D <gasps> I feel like sometimes, what if it happens after they leave? Like they do a douchey thing, oh, yeah, and oh, then yeah. it comes yeah. through, it takes, like, a day. And, and
1: then it like attacks a bunch of other innocent people.
0: And then a then a oh, group of like... paladins hunts down the people who are responsible for desecrating an area that summoned Ooh. forth a nightmare that ended up wiping out a village. <gasps> Quick
3: question. Y'all done fucked up? Yep. <laughs> because that's a great evil, does that mean another one could possibly spawn? I don't oh, whoa, see whoa, why whoa. not. Don't, right? don't start layering <laughs> that shit on top snowing. of me. It's just like that's just... a pile
0: of snowball effect. <laughs> yeah,
3: but that's like the point, right? They, they, it's just this being that's just like no one wants to get near it, and I'm like, could you imagine if there was two? <laughs> I don't want to fight two. <laughs> it's hard enough fighting one. <laughs> <I wonder>
1: if, <laughs> do you think they would fight each other for like dominance or something? Or do you think they <gasps> that would, would just be focus cool? On other?
4: Or they combine them to form a bigger one. <laughs> With your powers combined. Powers
3: combined. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a megazord. <laughs> they like stack on top of each other. Oh
0: my gosh. It's a Also happens game. in Bleach. Don't the, the yeah, hollows combine
3: and make like, some cards? Like, some form? of them can, can't they? No, because they're supposed I to be like anime, man. They're they're like the personification <laughs> of somebody, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I so don't... they can't. The closest I can think of was like the
4: three that threw their arms together for my bigger <laughs> monster. Yeah.
0: Anyways. Uh overall so this is a, a, a really can cool Can it still fly? Uh can did fly? I get rid of it? No, so yes
4: oh my
3: god this thing could
0: soar on the sky ah come in like a wrecking ball i'd
3: hate being oh a paladin. i'd be like i gotta hit this thing but also it's gonna grab me drain the light of me and drop me 120 feet can in the you air.
0: imagine going Ooh. back to what you're talking about if the players do something bad at a low level and as a result summon this Ooh. thing so now they have to work to overcome the the evil that they created Mm -hmm. Nice.
3: Or run from it. Well, that's more
0: likely what would happen,
3: but anyways.
1: Like Like, run from it and then come back later or something. Yeah.
3: They just after it's killed everybody. They they all hit the gym, they're all like just buff and
0: stuff. We won't work down after we summoned you here. We're gonna take care of business.
3: And there's already like fifteen of them you're like, ah maybe not, maybe not. Alright, is there any more comments on this? I still love the void gaze. I think that's just really cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Remember, I I that's a
0: i I think I reflavored an existing mechanic, but honestly I don't remember which one. It's cool. Whatever. It might be Frightened. No, it's not Frightened oh. it's not Frightening Presence. I think it's anyway, it doesn't matter. I love to reflavor existing mechanics because I'm not a master balancer. So <laughs> I just steal stuff that already exists and like mesh it together uh anyways that'll do it for our monster variant the nightshade also i'm listening to aragon so that was part of the inspiration for this oh yeah yeah stupid shades damn near impossible to beat well i made one too <laughs> um so our <laughs> encounter of the podcast has caused nothing to fear and you guys wrote this yeah
2: absolutely would you like to tell us about it oh i would love to uh yeah i'll just read it for you guys how about that sure. all right so nothing to fear. nothing to fear While the party is doing a bit of travel through a hazardous forest, they come across the bones of a colossal creature that has become the framework for an ivy-covered structure inhabited by forest gnomes. If the party approaches, a gnome named Buck (laughs) invites them to take shelter within their stronghold. A successful DC-16 wisdom insight check suggests that the warmth uh, that each of the gnomes are projecting is surface level only and uh, hides a deep fear. The gnomes tell a true story, or they can tell a true story, of being refugees that were hounded by wild beasts before stumbling into the glade and collapsing from exhaustion. When they awoke, the bones had arisen around them, and no wild creature would approach. Lion they masters. have been safe within the glade ever since. Hmm. The true reality of this place is more sinister. A collection of mean mocks spawned from the fear of the gnomes and their lair twisted... Uh, the earth underneath the glade and shove these bones to the surface those that stay in the glade overnight must make a dc 11 wisdom saving throw or be overcome by a fearful trance that draws them into the tunnels and the mean lock lair that lies within wild beasts can smell an unnatural aura of dread and keep their distance the gnomes are willfully ignorant and verbally insist that all is well Secretly, they hope that the newcomers will satisfy whatever entity is providing protection with one hand and with the other, demanding the infrequent sacrifice. Those that enter the lair find that the tunnels shift and work to separate the group before depositing each creature into a central chamber to confront their deepest fears and the dark fey
0: that project them. Huh. Yes.
3: Pretty good. I like that.
0: <laughs> this was fantastic. Nice job, Zach. I love this. Um,
3: I like the separation.
0: I ask a lot of people to bring little unearth tips and tricks with us, and this is, bar bar none, one of my favorites. Thank you. I I love this idea. Um, I love that the little lying... Nobody expects a little gnome. They're so cute and adorable. (laughs) But these sinister little bastards are hiding a dark secret, and I love it.
3: Mhm. Like, oh yeah, everything's <laughs> totally fine, guys. <laughs> 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 Isn't it weird how you
4: occasionally like read a scenario, then you think about how a character from a series would react to it.
0: <laughs> that does that happen to you often?
4: <laughs> like, I just like briefly thought like the part where you, you face your fear, like Eskandar from Seven Deadly Sins. But what am I afraid of? Everything's weaker than me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it says every paladin too. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, honest. To be, be, be real, that would be Escondido in that right, show. Right. <laughs> I actually just—I'm only on like the third episode of that. I have to get through that. Um, I thought this fun was fun fact. Go
1: ahead. Uh, fun fact: Zach ran um some mean locks for us in a campaign that I'm playing of, of his, and um that was it was probably. We've come up against some some scary stuff, but that was probably the most because nobody knew what the hell was going on until halfway through fighting the things. Like it was, yeah. it was so good. And he pulled like one of the characters away from the rest of us, and we thought she was like dead. I, it was, it was really interesting.
0: I, the I,
2: layers of mean locks are nuts. They are the they are the they are undervalued by a long shot in Bolo's guide because the layers of the mean lock are and meanlocks themselves manifest from fear they are they 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 like appear where there's terror and the lair is alive just like the meanlocks are alive and so it shifts and manipulates to to isolate creatures and so like my party's smart so they had a rope tied with each person tied to the rope and they're like they going into these tunnels and they're going to find out what's going on well uh their first guy goes in and goes around a corner and when they go to follow uh the tunnel dead ends there and the rope just disappears into the wall and they have to like they're trying to like dig through to like follow the rope and,
0: they to and <laughs> that's like, totally a know. jumper moment did you ever see that yeah where they go through yeah. and just the line is right yep. through the wall oh yep. my gosh exactly. that would be terrifying yep. Yep. as a player yep.
2: yeah yeah uh, it was dun, really fun
0: dun, dun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very clever use I think that's a great way to also try to um do a uh, force a lot of uh, out of the box thinking or out of the layer thinking, I guess. I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. because, I mean, what are you doing that? Did he get melded? I mean, if you've never encountered this, you don't know. Did he just get melded to the wall? Um, mm-hmm. Is he still there? Is he alive? Is he gone? Is he still attached to the line? You you don't know. You can't talk to him unless you've come up with some sort of way to communicate um, tel- telepathically or some other mm-hmm. me- means of communication. And that can be terrifying
5: um mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. dude yeah. that is that is well thought out and a very cool thing and now i, I think i have a new monster i want to i want to play
2: oh, with man. they are the best they're love so it. good
0: all, all right. right no okay That's i thank you for bringing stuff. it yeah i I it's love just... this encounter i think you did a great job thank you so much hey, for thank you it. appreciate it i love also kudos for following my format
3: which is not really my <laughs> format it's a Watson <laughs> format but i appreciate that I, I really means I don't have to rewrite it <laughs> to make it fit that format <laughs> I, I didn't know too much about the mean luck, so I'm glad you kind of went a little more in depth with them uh but the I I can just imagine like a, as a player because I'm, I'm normally a player he's usually just the dm but uh I, I kind of I, I would imagine like it because I have anytime I hear like an encounter I always imagine okay now how would one of my uh one of my characters go through this and I'm just thinking like uh, well, Raven's kind of boned. He's just gonna be like, I'll just ninja my way through this. It's fine. I'll just there's jump nothing over. Nothing to grapple hook, too. Yeah. There's nothing to grapple hook, but don't worry. I could just outrun everything. Uh, Zorax on the other hand, is just gonna be like, well, my friend just went through the wall. He's dead. I don't know. All right. Uh, let's just move. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> it's kind of... they there,
1: like, tugging the rope. <laughs> yeah, he's like,
3: uh, Hey, buddy, you over there? Nope. Buddy! <laughs> Okay,
5: Comrade? time, to, time, to, oh, well, time yeah. to
3: replace
0: him. Alright, well, uh, we're down uh, to three. I can see this being kind of... I, I Immediately, I'm jumping to, like, uh, an ant farm. And something mm-hmm. like that, and they all that's the cool, the yeah. mean locks are are redirecting and changing a labyrinth around the characters, and that just sounds mm-hmm. awesome.
3: I just thought terrifying. about uh, the ideas of how many ants are actually in like an ant farm, and then I'm like, oh god, is that how many mean locks there are? Because I don't want to deal with that many. Oh, and w-
0: because it's in the <laughs> ground, <a> <laughs> and because it's in the ground, you can do so much. Like, and when you walk in, and the rope is going through the ceiling or down through the floor. Yeah, yep. I'm just like, yep. that's, yep. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm. oh man. Yep. I would yep. rather never. I would be like, nah. Can we take one of the gnomes and just like kick him in there first? <laughs> I just want to make sure, like, I'm not gonna. Are die. you suggesting gnome hunting? Yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely.
0: <laughs> I know that's a Goliath favorite. Favorite in the. Oh, uh, now the it's mountains. about to be
3: a Zorax favorite because it's in about the... to be a good sport. <laughs>
0: In the peaks, we love gnome (laughs) punting. All right. I think that'll do it for our encounter of the podcast, Nothing to Fear by Bite Size Gaming.
3: That was really good. I like that one.
0: Ian, would you like to tell us about our magic item? I want it. Fine, fine. You can do the magic item. Always do the magic item.
3: You can have the
0: I uh, you can have the DM Did you tip, want... I promise.
3: Okay. Did you want the magic item? You can do it. Yay. <laughs> uh the magic item today is the braces of infinite blades. It's wow. a wondrous item and it's rare. Ooh. I love infinite blades. It was hard not to put infinite blade works on there. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these gold inlaid armbands are best known as a favorite among assassins who prefer to keep their distance from their foes instead of using instead using their braces to conjure daggers that vanish shortly after their use leaving no evidence of the deed Go handy i would love that i don't have that this is a
0: real simple one compared to yeah, what we normally put it,
3: together yeah i was like this is surprisingly not crazy uh, as a bonus action, or part of the action attack action, with a flick of your wrist, you can conjure up to two magical daggers, plus one, into an empty hand. The daggers are transparent blue and are visibly magical. Nice. The daggers uh, last as long as you hold them. When released, they disappear seconds after hitting a target. Uh, as an action, you can cast Cloud of Daggers spell from the bracers. The property cannot be used again until the next dawn. Wow, this really is just a very simple magic item for once. I'm not used to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that I overcomplicate things. No, it's not that. I'm not <laughs> complaining. I'm just surprised. I needed
0: it for something, so I made it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. No, way to do it. Once again, inspired yeah. by—I don't. I, you guys may not know, but I'm a big fan of 4e, so I, I get use out of my 4e books. So I'm just uh, like, okay. oh, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Okay, I, there's no way I can use those mechanics, but I like this idea. So let's go with it. Yeah. What do you guys think about
3: nice. this? This reminds me of like any. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I I love this. It's it's very uh elegantly deadly.
0: I love that term, elegantly deadly.
3: <laughs> I just like are they just like little like arm Yeah, they're literally just like gold armbands. Yeah, I can just, just I just wear up them and they
0: just <laughs> and they like uh think uh etsy at's SEO, etsy- from Assassin's Creed, yeah, yeah, but oh, instead I'll of coming it. out of little gadgets and not flying out, they they just you know
3: I don't know. That's some cool. weird Still like Final Fantasy super- stuff. Like from final you still phase.
1: have to be super stealthy. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're <laughs> mean, Um, you still have to be like like super stealthy. Like it still takes some skill, um, to use this thing, especially since they're you know glowing blue. Um, hmm. yeah, I guess but... that's kind of a good
5: point. <laughs> the
0: only the only evidence of his work is there was a flash of glowing blue light. <gasps> yeah. You can yeah, be known as, be as the so blue blur. So,
3: yes, I, I always like. This
2: I really like um, I really like this, and it, I was listening to your episode, uh, the Armaments of Legacy episode, uh, this morning, and uh, so I was thinking about that as I was reading this. I'm like, you know, if you wanted to have like a higher level version of this, is mm-hmm. it is it gains? Uh, you could do a blade barrier spell castable mm-hmm. at even higher level, right? And just keep that,
0: Sto- keep, the theme. Feel. keep the theme. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what is that? What is that?
0: Cool. Uh, that cantrip in uh, the the the. the, the... Uh, the sword burst, sword burst would be sword great burst, for this. Yeah, yeah. sword burst would be great too. Yeah. just like in the because I think it in 4e they came up like out of the ground, but in this one I think it describes like I'm flying around you, right? Yeah, um, so yeah. Oh, I love that. So increasing the theme yeah. by adding uh, even as simple as adding blade ward, blade barrier, yeah, I was gonna um, say something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, the, 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 the sword burst thing, kind of keeping that thing. I it's a good idea. Clearly, yeah. I could have made this better. but but i needed something that was uh feasible wasn't gonna break my games for now (laughs) for now apparently uh (laughs) uh, any other comments on this
3: i just think it's freaking awesome you're welcome could i just throw one of the bands at somebody (laughs) you would think to do that wouldn't you like yeah could i you're wearing these magic bands and you forget their
0: magic so you just throw the band at the enemy what if It's a grenade, Hold a on. <gasps> dude. You throw it and it casts the. Uh, I was gonna the, say, what if it like casts while I throw it? Right, like, cloud of daggers is just like yeah, it's, just it's a... like a swooping cloud of daggers. Now, oh, Why are you breaking shit, man! Come because on, because
3: that's my job. I'm a rogue player. You suck. That's my literal duty as a rogue player. <laughs> you said duty. I did. <laughs> I promise,
0: I am an adult sometimes. I'm not an adult. (laughs) All right. This is a pretty simple one, straightforward, but it's great for those people who want to play the um, dagger-throwing character, but doesn't want to have to constantly chase their daggers. Um, Oh, God, I threw my dagger into a wall. Well, where is it? Oh, it's about 12 feet in the air. I can't jump there. (laughs) Give me an athletics check. I have a zero. (laughs) Then you're not getting your daggers back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, all right that'll Good do times. it for our magic item the braces of infinite blades yeah all right
4: our next topic our dm tip for today categorize your cults oh my god yes that's right cultists roam the lands following whatever monstrosity aligns with their beliefs or they can easily be persuaded to follow in any case it can easily seem that all cultists are the same Nothing really distinguishes them except for who they follow. Now, more than Canon's K- tome of foes, we are giving some good examples and a nice layout to give them some uh, distinguishing qualities to make each one stand out. If you if
0: yes, you. I don't know how I missed this the first time I read through it. Like this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell tell me more, big well, boy.
4: Well, first off, we have, for example, here the cult of Balzabu, I guess
0: ah, about that's about right. Close as
4: close as I would have got some sort of like an eldritch being of some kind i guess with a name uh, like that.
0: that's a demon i think uh a big uh, demon actually uh, a big big devil demon. devil Thank devil you.
3: sorry is it a devil <laughs> i don't know <laughs> probably Does
4: anybody
0: know is it a demon or a devil i think it's a devil now that i think about it i uh, think
3: it is a devil yeah. i think it's
0: an arch devil in the nine hells
4: all right now the goals of this call is the restoration of honor and respect at the cost of those who stole it
3: No oh, fuckers so maybe it's not a devil be a demon? I don't know. Now i got to Google it. Well, I guess like, it says, like it restoration now. of honor and respect and it's like, eh, but... But at the cost
0: very... of those who took it, which means you're out to, for blood. It's about revenge. Oh, oh, okay. Go ahead.
3: Sorry. I didn't mean to... Now
4: the typical cultist is any NPC or monster that has suffered a fall from grace. Lord of the Nine Hells. <laughs> it's a slug. <laughs> he looks like a slug.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> but yes, it's a Lord of the Nine Hells.
5: Oh, jeez.
4: And <laughs> the signature of spells in these cultists are the minor illusion cantrip. Yeah. Disguise Self, oh Phantasmal Force, Uh-oh. and Major Image. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, yeah, these are fun little spells. Oh, Phantasmal Force, let's not. <laughs> yeah. I love that spell. It's a good
4: one. Falls the Bull typically recruits individuals rather than cults. He offers hope to those whose failure drive them to seek redemption. He may grant a boon. His path trait allows a fair to look Good in the aftermath of an ally's failure. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, <laughs> this sounds like devilry to me. And as a bonus action, this creature can also choose one ally it can see within 30 feet feet of it until the start of this creature's next turn. It gains, it gains advantage on all ability checks and attack rolls, while the ally suffers disadvantage on all ability <laughs> checks attack rolls. And skills.
1: <laughs> oh, so rude! <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a douche!
4: They backstab uh, each other. This reminds
1: me of,
0: like, uh, a feature like Dynamo would have. Or is it Dynamo, from the luck chick? From, uh um... Oh, Domino. Domino. What did I say? Domino. Domino's? Dynamo. 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 That's Domino, the whole... <laughs> right? She sucks away other people's luck and gives it to herself. I thought she was just plain lucky. Oh, maybe, I guess. I don't know. You know, know, know that's gotta be coming from somewhere. So um, how, would you,
2: how would you rule this? Uh, so let's say that there are eight cultists in a room. And the first one does it to number two. The second one... Uh, activates it on his turn for number three, the third one activates it for number four, all the way down the list, is the only one of them have disadvantage at the end of it, and everybody got advantage?
3: No, I think they cancel out, technically. Yeah, I think it would be like they'd like like they cross out, right? I think that's the normal one. Except for the one guy for, at the yeah, first for, one, because he yeah, never went yeah, yeah,
4: the first yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> ruin
2: everyone by that. That would be now,
4: awesome. Now, Raw, any... Anytime you have disadvantage, but you have at least one instance of advantage, or vice versa, they cancel out.
0: Right. A lot yeah. of well,
4: house rule, the opposite. When you have more disadvantage than advantage things, then you go with disadvantage. That's, that's a frequent house rule, but... Not- but
0: that's not how it's supposed to work?
4: No. Mm-hmm.
3: What mm-hmm. if... No. Now, we have eight cultists. Now, what if cultist number one gets targeted by the other seven cultists does he just have so oh, much degenerate like luck real, and abilities luck. that he's just like he's like tripping over like a pebble or something or is he just like because like obviously you gotta you gotta show it right and then all the other guys have well maybe they have advantage it's just... <laughs> they've I all don't kind know. of shared the, the luck there but
0: I don't know that guy is poor I mean every cult's gonna have that guy yeah
3: yeah is he gonna just like fall over and like die or something
0: a- anyway Anyway, the the big reason why I pick this is because there are the stat blocks, the cultist stat block, the fa- fana- uh, fanatic, fanatic, yeah, uh, yeah. Cul- yeah. There's a cultist, stat whatever. Block. Yeah. There's a couple different mm-hmm. stat blocks for this sort of thing, but if you just use them as is, they're always the same, always the yeah. same. They don't change. But sometimes, as DMs, we have the power. Let's let's change this to fit the theme. We have a way to make them feel like they're part of something. This, while well, none of these may directly correlate to. Uh, a particular thing, cult that they're following, you could use this as a template to say, okay, all of my cult of the dragon people are going to get, um, resistance to fire because they're following, uh, tiamat or something i don't know i can't think of anything but um they're gonna have access to this spell as a uh, a unique feature of following tiamat they're gonna have Mm -hmm. you know those sorts of things makes that unique it catches players by surprise and it creates a a a following theme the path of the basil bow thing is a unique mechanic that only those cultists have and that makes them feel more of cultists than just a person running around with a dagger poking people cuz that's honestly that's mm-hmm. kind of how i feel when i run those there's nothing really special about them so often i have to use a different stat block and then just call it a cultist which is which is there's nothing wrong with that but by making them all no matter their level have these same kind of signature abilities It Mm -hmm. keeps that theme and constant reminder of, oh, that person can do that because they're worshiping this bastard. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and to me, that makes can easily make my games more thematic and more memorable and better. What do you guys think about that? I I
1: really like. Yes, (laughs) Uh, I like in particular that their signature ability uh, very ties in very closely to each other uh because then that highlights the whole like premise of a cult in general uh-huh. um you know people isolated from everybody else and like super glued together kind of <laughs> <laughs> uh and like operating in the same manner um so so i appreciate that the mechanic reflected that aspect of it as well mhm
2: uh-huh and i'm i i always look for the bits that that are gonna screw my players and (laughs) i'm looking at a typical cultist and it says any npc or monster that has suffered to fall from grace so my immediate thought is like okay what's a monster that would really benefit from advantage let's make that our cultist right Uh, you can automatically get advantage on every single round so i mean but those are the fun things right because now i'm thinking about like what monster would make a good cultist i probably wouldn't have been thinking about it in that frame if the mechanics weren't there so you're probably going to see some weird stuff because your mechanics kind of steer the thought process in a certain direction
0: so right. I agree with that. that's i think that's a, a signature of good design good game design or idea, yeah. uh development where you're you're constantly feeding off of the previous decision you made or the inspiration mm-hmm. for it which once again keeps it automatic and, and in line with it uh with the, the goal you're trying to achieve so
2: was... Ooh, we just we just ran through um uh uh lost laboratory of koalish
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, i don't know if you ran through that mod but it has not, a bone right. devil at the end that has um close your eyes or your ears if you're uh if you don't want spoilers but uh the bone devil has claws made from shards of a horrible sword
0: that is uh, the most oh. dope ass thing i have ever heard yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah right
1: it's- pretty terrifying <laughs> yeah and and, and so
2: he he decapitates you if he crits and he has three attacks every round um oh my god so that's,
1: that's so if
2: you, gave him, <laughs> if
1: you gave him advantage
2: from this if he he would make perfect sense for him to be uh a, a, a cultist in this way so that would be oh, awesome yeah. yeah
1: all uh, be headless just uh, uh, the a week
2: ahead. too late yeah we were on a week too late that's what happened I here love so. i love it
1: that's i was
3: fantastic. Yeah. My only input that I was really gonna put in here was what if you just did this on the flip side? What if there was like not necessarily like a cult, but like a group of like worshippers who were like worshipping like um Isn't that a cult? Yes, but like, mean, like the small, non evil like... cults. Oh, okay. <laughs> like we're talking like a bunch <laughs> like of a, like a temple, temple priests or, or yeah. Okay. And like they have like other like little benefits too. So like maybe instead of like Ooh. the signature spells, but like they have like the path of I'm trying to think of any good god literally ever. Um Well maybe, maybe,
0: <laughs> uh maybe okay. How about uh Bahamut? Right? Bahamut. Sure, yeah. Platinum Platinum Dragon. Maybe somebody that follows the path of Bahamut always has access to bless.
5: Yeah.
0: Um but it's not a spell or a cantrip. It's just something that they can do. Yeah. So that you can make it the path of Bahamut and they can cast bless. Um, something along those lines. Yeah.
2: They can flip those that ability around so that a character can intentionally give itself disadvantage to mm. grant an ally mm. advantage. Uh, I like that a lot. Uh, which like would be that. pretty cool.
0: that's very cool so they they weaken themselves by and and uh sister their. that's that's dope
3: see and i like that idea uh your idea because that means you could have an npc who travels with the group who was part of like the group of bahamut let's say and then uh maybe one of the players is like really in trouble and you're starting to notice that man maybe been a little too hard on this guy uh, and So you have this and this NPC give them, you know, advantage for an, a turn, you know what I mean? And that could really help out the player.
0: The, that's really cool because uh, I'm not super fan uh, personally of like DMPCs, but if you had a DMPC that was all about something like this, where they had a, a path from Bahamut that buffed the other players and made them better, I'd be all in Yeah, it's just
3: that. like a little support character. It's like, oh shit, maybe Ooh. that boulder that I threw at them was a little too big. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or, or you have an NPC party member that is the path of baseball and when the party gets a little bit too cocky he starts stepping up and
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. you know he's, putting
2: them at disadvantage he's yeah.
0: a mole there
1: are they, two yeah. Types yeah. Of he's a mole yeah.
0: dude that's cool because you can you could describe the the, the the effect to the characters but not tell them anything about it like yeah. they just at certain times they start to feel their energy being sapped
5: <gasps> mm-hmm. That
0: would they be chasing yeah. that shit forever? <laughs> like, what the hell is happening? The guy who was responsible? Was like, I don't know. I felt it too. <laughs>
3: exactly. I'd be like, I'd be exactly. like, it's inside check alive. immediately. Be like, "Nah, right, motherfucker, <laughs> something wrong with you." <laughs> How are we all feeling? It, but you seem to be relatively okay compared to me. We got beads of sweat running down our face, and he's. Glowing. Yeah, he's just like, oh, his hair's in the wind and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have enough hair to do what you just did. You get it.
0: Um, I think that'll do it for our Dungeon Master tip. Uh, Categorize your cults. We got so much out of that. Oh, Uh, yeah. uh, Our player tip of the podcast is... Don't don't be a dick! And you can avoid dickitude (laughs) by working on skills of avoidance. Now, I'm going to be honest. This, at first, I thought seemed like a really dull and boring... Until it wasn't. Until I realized (laughs) that I've been through five or six games where somebody could have did this, and they didn't. Mm. So, acrobatics (laughs) and athletics are crucial skills for melee combatants, particularly those who rely on mobility. While some prefer to stand their ground and, uh, you know, kind of do that, nearly all... I see your hand going up. <laughs> Nearly all melee need to reach their enemy first. Now, there's certain mechanics that some classes have that help with that. I can think of the the monk and the barbarian, right off the top of my head. The rogue yeah. that can, you know, dash as a bonus action, all that stuff. But everyone knows that you can use athletics and acrobatics to jump over a pit, parkour up a wall. But players often forget about this that they can use these same things to clear hazardous terrain. Instead of just running through it, which has happened in three games that I've played in the last four months—not our games—I don't, I don't
3: think. I was gonna say I can't. I recall don't any think situation that's an our game Like, but I was e- ever able to like run through something without reliably getting murdered. Wow, well, you know, you can jump over. I mean, it. I'm in Avernus, so I mean, I'm always everything's be burning, anything. right?
0: Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, <laughs> likewise, uh, it not just difficult terrain or hazardous trains, but everyone waits for the rogue to disable a trap. Did you try jumping over it? Okay, That's always
3: an option. Okay, but that time, that was a magically locked door, and my idea of punching through the wall to get past the door and unlock it from there was not a solid idea, because that wall (laughs) was made of steel. (laughs) So, admittedly, we had to disarm the lock.
0: (laughs) You do. But that's not always the case. Speaking of Rama.
3: That, that was like an hour ago.
0: I know.
4: <laughs> okay, Gerson gets out here by bending the door. You can't bend doors. You know that. I know that. But that door looks pretty stupid.
3: <laughs> Bends the door. I, I do remember that. that was Anyways,
0: <laughs> uh, if you know you can reliably hit a low acrobatics or athletics check, uh, uh, or have just a really good, uh, you know, decent strength score, you can easily clear it up to 10 feet without... Little or no effort. And one thing I've learned, tiles, tripwires, um, spike traps, all those things are pretty easy to leap over, but the only person that ever remembers that is the person that can fly. So um, <laughs> now I'm not saying that this is some uh, break in you know, the best player tip ever, but the more I play, the more I realize players forget these are options and automatically either just run through stuff Um, or try to find another way around, um, or especially the barbarian, they're just going to, but they'll always just charge in, but they never say, well, (laughs) I'm going to charge and jump over the, I'm just going to run right through the spikes. Spike growth is a great example of that, by the way, you can jump right over that in most cases, not every case though, because it's pretty big, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, now... I mean, have you guys encountered this? It sounds like uh, Zach's got smart as hell players, so I'm sure that they constantly are thinking of this.
2: No. no. <laughs> <Sigh>. I, I, <laughs> Listen, Telling I don't. Problem solve. No, you were saying Spike Growth, and I was having flashbacks to. Uh, I ran a. I, I ran a lot of Eberron, and I had a, um, I had a Titan that spent like five rounds just trying and failing to move through. Spike growth by their druid um, over and over and over again. And it just, oh man, I was so frustrated by the end. I'm like, yeah, me as the DM needs to remember the skills of avoidance. <laughs> <More now.
0: laughs> yeah, so, and, you know, and, and it's Thanks. like I said, it's one of those things that I didn't, I, you wouldn't think about. Unless it's pointed out to you that this is an option and it occurs to you that some people just don't do it for whatever reason. And I'm just as guilty with my monsters, um, which is probably part of the reason why this really hit me at home, I guess. But um, I noticed it goes both ways. Um, Don't forget about that. As simple as it is. Um, Also, I'm playing uh, uh, a game called uh, The Crown of the Kings. uh, Shits i can't remember the name of the game but it's I a demo. it's the
3: exact title right right it's
0: it's in demo right now but it's based on fifth edition um and one of the core things is jumping like you jump over everything half the time the shit you jump to collapses but you, you jump know, a lot the more i and, think about
3: it in video games you're always constantly trying to jump shit yeah but why am i not doing it in D D?
0: and i can think of examples I- i've had where that's been an opportunity but just sovereignty kind of kings yes that's the one wait no that's not it <laughs> i lied
1: i kind of run into the opposite problem one in particular but um of my players likes to do assassin's creed it um i love it <laughs> so yeah so so my players okay. usually remember because he's always like trying to scale buildings and stuff
5: yep that, but, and, and, and I, um, so I think that's that a direct word.
0: result from playing games like assassin's creed or ninja gaiden mm-hmm. like where that's oh, the so norm so- um But man, I think those guys are the exception. I mean, mm-hmm. at least at least in what I can think of. But it means I also need Does to use that more terrain. I'm the ex- exception. Well, you have a fucking grappling hook, so you don't have to jump over anything. You just <laughs> I have, I've
3: you done just it Batman a few swing times. over everything.
0: <laughs> but anyways, this was one of those things that I make I just... a skill check
3: every time. Do not make it think it's free. <laughs> Hold on before we before, before they start thinking like Wow, you must be really easy." No.
0: Oh, he always has to roll for his grapple hook bullshit. But uh, you do really well, though. But anyways, I've never seen. I've said it before on the show. I've never seen anybody get use out of a grappling hook as much as this bastard. Um, (laughs) Nice. He's used it offensively, (laughs) defensively, utility-wise. It's just crazy. I've
3: grabbed a guy out of a giant's hand with it. It wasn't easy. I was inside a cave and I was doing like one of these. You were
0: fishing for men.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You should name yourself
4: Hey, Sue. Anyway. Well, one thing I definitely want to take into account with the buoyants too is like. They have a set distance when it comes to jumping already you into the rules anyway. And there's been a yeah. few times where like I've had like DMs in some games go, I need you to roll this, this check to make this jump, right. but it's 10 feet. I can make that jump anyway. Why do yeah. you make, make me roll for it? And that <laughs> is
0: why I specifically included the decent strength score, because your yeah. jump is based on your strength score. If you've yeah. got like a, a 13, I think you can jump 13 feet with a 10-foot start. Yeah. I mean, and you're right. That's important to remember, too. You, some of those situations, you may not even need to make a check.
4: And I'm drinking. I I'm like, why make me roll a check? I don't need to roll a check.
0: <laughs> Though I will be honest, I am now considering an invisible wall over a p- spike tra- trap. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then you got to roll a deck save to like, wow, I, it looked like he was, it looked like Zach was like looking up and he was like, I'm going to write that down. Uh,
2: <laughs> no, there's yeah, a great, there's a great adventure mod where there is one, there's you going down into a dungeon and there's this huge pit. That spans across, and there is one narrow board that goes all across the entirety of the pit. And of course, every player with their salt is like that board is trapped. And so oh, I would have ran across the board um, <laughs> straight so up.
3: Actually, it's, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just
2: going to. There run is the board. A, exactly there is a there is an invisible. There's a wall of force on either side of the board. And so if they try to run and jump, or if they try to climb over, they just hit the wall and drop straight into the pit. If they just walk on the board, it's all good. <laughs>
3: um, well, so, I would have yeah. made it no nice well, okay maybe not from him but yeah <laughs> i don't know i was like my first thing uh, was like well the this the way is right there if there's a trap i'm just gonna hit it anyway so uh, whatever
0: i definitely am going to be doing that now also <laughs> yeah spike traps low level material add c- crawler poison or worm purple worm poison to the tips of those shitty blades the piercing's not going to kill the players <laughs> the shit on the end going to
2: um,
5: yeah that's a, yeah. that
0: needs to be a dm tip Write that somebody write that down <laughs> Poison tip stuff? <laughs> yeah, poison tip your stupid traps. Yeah. That little needle? Oh, it's just a little needle. One Piercing damage.
3: Uh, I can't breathe. Anyways. I'm poisoned. I can't <laughs> run away from this boulder. Help me.
0: That'll do it for our player tip of the podcast. Don't, Don't be, be a, a dick. dick. You can avoid... what kitu- uh, Her smile distracted me. You can avoid <laughs> dickitude by using, utilizing those skills of avoidance. Now, uh, before we close out here, we want to... Would you guys... I just want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, would you like to-, to give yourselves one more plug? Tell everyone once again who you are and where they can find you. Sure. sure.
1: So I'm Catherine. Um, generally, you can find me on Instagram as Sparkly and Glitter, all one word. Um, and then, if you are interested in chat-based uh, D and D roleplay... Uh, I have a server that you can find from there, and uh, I am part of Bite Size Gaming, which I'll let Zach talk about.
2: Yeah, uh, so you can find me l- most of the time on Facebook at Zach Goins. Um, you can also like us on Facebook and Instagram at Bite Size Gaming. Um, if you search for that, at least it'll turn up. Uh, you can check out our podcast wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Um, and then please 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 go check out uh, rare dragons we are as of this recording we'll give the uh, the official tally here cool. we are at almost 400 percent of our goal um, so we're getting wow. um,
0: congratulations
2: thank awesome. you mm-hmm. and uh, the the cool thing about um, rare dragons and this is this was a big priority for this project as well is um, we really believe and want to commit to as a company pairing our Uh, paying our writers a fair wage yes um so from the very beginning of this project um each writer is making money off of every amount pledged um so you're not going to pay one person you're not paying me every time um (laughs) the full amount um are you're paying eight people and making eight people um people to invest a little bit more
0: time into this hobby. So I love that. I can so, appre- I can appreciate that. Yes. Thank you, everyone who has already out. backed and supported. And thank you for doing Woo. such an awesome project. Um, very cool. Like I said, I've already um super excited for this. I can't wait for it to come out. Uh, is there any uh, plans to do like a, a print on demand or anything like that, or just PDF?
2: That's a great question. Um, we did not plan on it. But we are getting a lot of requests and uh, we had the idea of maybe doing a Captain Hartchild's complete guide to rare dragons okay. at some point and doing a full on. This was a 54, about 54 pages of content, maybe doing like a full like three times the size sort of book
0: okay. and uh, putting out it. like
2: a huge dragon compendium for oh, folks. That's
4: really something. cool. But oh,
0: that'll
2: it. be that'll be a ways out.
0: Oh, of
4: well, my users just said they kickstarted your project awesome Ooh, thank you so much
2: it? appreciate it
4: bernie thank Blankenship. You.
1: nice thank you bernie thanks bernie see
0: thank you it wasn't two hours we didn't waste two hours of your time completely. <laughs> oh, no this has been great i love it any, uh, any
2: excuse to come in and talk D is a <laughs> oh, absolutely. Is great
0: i hear you please join us on our next episode where we'll be discussing mitigating with metagaming with inner party conflict Dave yeah. and jeff will be joining us again Miss oh, those yeah. guys yeah i'm super excited i haven't seen them in a while yeah it's been a little bit i yeah. talked to them but... this episode's been in the making for a while yeah oh. i'm pretty sure sure you said hey let's do an episode about this and i said sure set it up and that was like a year ago <laughs> <laughs> to be fair <laughs> it, <took us> a... <laughs> it happened eventually <laughs> you know what kudos to you all right sorry <laughs>
3: If you have any feedback on Earth tips and tricks or topics you'd like us to discuss, please send them to us. You can email them to us at CritAcademy at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at CritAcademy.
2: We hope you enjoyed your experience here at Crit Academy. If you did, you can help others find the show by leaving a hopefully five-star review on iTunes or just send us a message telling us how much you enjoy the show. Also, be sure to give us a like and a share.
0: Wow, you nailed it on the first try. That Beezleball path thing it. is really working for you. It certainly works. So, yeah.
3: We need to find yeah. a new deity, guys. Come on. I man. know,
0: right? Let's start. Uh, I'll, I'll get out the candles and the, the pentagram and stuff later. and we'll, we'll we'll look out for somebody else. <laughs> Make sure to subscribe to our shortcritacademy.com. Follow us on Twitch and YouTube at Crit Academy. Um, so we can help you on your future adventures as well as be entered to win cool prizes each and every single week. When you subscribe on our website, you get access to my Six favorite resources, things that I use as DM all the time, um, because they're great. That's why they're my favorite. Otherwise, it wouldn't be my favorite, and I wouldn't use them, and that would just be weird to send And then the guys. list
3: wouldn't be there.
0: Right, yeah. It would just be me <laughs> just... asking for your email, so I can email people. Anyway, <laughs> make sure to check out our fellowship members there as well. If you have not checked out Interparty Conflict, Gabe and Jeff, who are coming on next week, they... Answer your questions all about tabletop stuff, DD related, not DD related. They do a great job. Their show is far more organized and professional than ours. That's not a high bar. Um, I know, but still, <laughs> it's a huge credit to them. Um, so consider checking them out. If you have not followed uh, the group of Game Master Stash, every few hours they're putting out new NPCs, new magic items, new ideas. Really so do. much inspiration that I can't keep up with it
3: all. Um, they must have so, like 60 people there, I swear. Yeah. It's just,
0: or, it's or, they, or they're all jobless and homeless because of the pandemic <laughs> and have plenty of time. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> hey, um, John, I came up with a new magic item. What's this one? It's a silver sword with a twist. Cool. Put it in. Sounds like it'll fit. Anyways, <laughs> um, I am your host, Justin. I'm your guest, Zach.
1: Yes, Catherine.
4: I'm your co-host, Austin. And I'm your co-host, Ian. Thanks for listening.
0: Keep your blades sharp and spells prepared, heroes. If you have any, um, What? Wow. <laughs> We're just all off our game today. You guys are doing great, though. I so have. who an ex- knows for you? <laughs> at least I have an
4: excuse. You yeah,
2: saw I, me, how I walked in. You haven't oh really no, I, I saw there. that, man. Our, our path of baseball is working.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah.
4: We hope you enjoyed the sh- your experience here at Crit <laughs> Academy. <laughs> That's
0: totally I thought you said. I hope you enjoyed it's not. It's not our show. We oh, hope you enjoyed... Wow. <laughs> hey, um, Catherine, would you like to read that line? <laughs> <laughs> I'll 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 sure. high I'll, um, I'll bold it for you. I guess not today. They...
1: <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I closed the show notes. So oh no, start... Zach. <laughs>